Blog Talk Radio. You know, happiness is a dimension of our own nature. Happiness, from a spiritual point of view, is not based on conditions or circumstances. Innately, we're happy beings. We're spiritual beings. So that means that happiness and joy are already built within. And as we're growing spiritually, we are removing filters from seeing or feeling the happiness that's already there. When we're somewhat blocked, happiness is conditioned. We say, well, I got a new car, therefore I'm happy. Or this person didn't call me back, therefore I'm unhappy. And so it's conditioned-based. But as we mature spiritually and we begin to touch into our real nature and being, we notice that we're happy regardless of what's going on. Something bad happens, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. Uh, someone doesn't call us back, some plan doesn't work out, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. So that's a sign of spiritual maturity. So can we define happiness as the way to transform every emotion and transform it in, to feel something right? Yes, you, you can uh, basically, you, you discover your happiness when you're able to see that in every circumstance, There is possibility, there's potential, and there's an energy behind it pushing you to a greater expression of, of, of who and what you really are. People become frustrated and unhappy if they feel there's no way out, if they feel that every road is blocked. But in reality, with a capital R, there's no such world. No world like that exists. We're surrounded by infinite possibilities. And so with a shift of perception and attitude, you begin to see those possibilities. And those possibilities uh, invite us uh, to activate potential within us. Uh, the gifts and talents within us that are latent, the possibilities invite us to activate, to discover and activate those, those possibilities. So again, then happiness would be us uh, becoming more ourselves. That'd be a very blissful state. So it doesn't deny that bad things happen in the world. It doesn't deny that people die. People die on us. You know, people leave. Jobs change. It doesn't deny that. But when we come to an understanding that even with all the changes that are going on in the phenomenal world, there's still something about us that's permanent. There's something about us that's forever. And that part of us that's forever is spiritual, which means it never, it never began and it will never end. And as we become more and more identified with that, identified not just in, with a belief system, but identified that with some kind of spiritual practice, some kind of focus, some kind of intention, then our life takes on a whole different, a whole different vibration. How we can overcome the fear of rejection? Rejection is paying too much attention. The fear of rejection is paying too much attention to what other people are thinking about you and other, what other people are thinking about what you're thinking about. And people live in that kind of a bubble. I wonder if that person likes me. I wonder if this person appreciates me. And those are, uh, that's the wrong mode of being in the world. You have to think about what the universe thinks about you. And the universe thinks you're important. The, the, whatever name you want to use, you can say the universe, you can say the cosmos, you can say God, whatever. What, what, is, what does the universe think of you? And because you were created, you have meaning, you are important, you're worthy, you're worthwhile, 
because you weren't made accidentally. You weren't just accidentally made. Uh, nature didn't just come together and accidentally make you. You know, uh, there was a perfect idea behind you with c complete potential and possibility uh, to be activated. So you have to begin to think about, we all have to begin to think about, how does the universe think about me? Not how does that person over there think about me? Not how those group of people over there think about me. That's a waste of my time. Then I start to people please. I start to do things to make them like me, and, and, which may take away from my mission, may take away from my authenticity. It may take away from my, my powers, because I'm thinking about what they're thinking about. And they're thinking about what I'm thinking about. Everybody's thinking about what other people are thinking about what they're thinking about. <laughs> no. And what difference do you do you see between pay attention to others yeah. and learn from feedback of others? Yeah, yeah. You can learn from feedback from others. I'm not overly concerned about what others are thinking about me because I'm, I'm living my passion and my purpose and my intention. And then life gives me feedback. If if I'm being stubborn in some area. Then, then, then there'll be some feedback from either life itself or from people. If, if I'm being arrogant, you'll get the feedback. If you're being wishy-washy, you get the feedback. So you learn how to pay attention. And, you know, as you, as you mature and become more comfortable with yourself, you're able to take criticism. And what happens is uh, you start paying, uh, you start seeing, what, what, what they're called the two imposters, criticism and praise. There are people that praise you and people that criticize you. But after a while, you don't really care about either one of them. They're called imposters. And so if somebody's criticizing you and saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, shut up, whatever, <laughs> you, 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 you don't care. It's like, thank you for your feedback, you know. And if somebody says, oh, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you, 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 you're the best, you say, thank you, for your, thank you for your feedback. You start treating both the same because you're not trying to get something from the people. You're giving a gift to the people. You're getting your information and your energy directly from the life force, you see. You're getting fed by life. Life is giving you information, and you're sharing it. And if people don't want it, and they say, ah, it's a bunch of baloney, thank you. I won't give it to you, you know. And if somebody says, I want it, thank you. Here it is. But after a while, praise and criticism, you don't really care because you're... you're You're becoming so in tune inside of yourself. Yeah. It's, like, it's like if you are a mathematician and you know that 10 plus 10 is 20. You know it. It's not an opinion. You know it. And you stand in front of a group and you start to do your math and somebody says, I don't believe that. What are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, thank you. You know, you know 10 plus 10 is 20. You say, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Good example. They're giving you feedback where you need to grow. Because when you get out here as a public figure, People talk about you. If you do really good, they talk about you more. You do really, really good, they talk about you really, really more. It, it goes with scale. And then you learn this. Um, mediocrity attacks excellence all the time. And so if you're seeking to live a, an excellent life, those who have agreement with mediocrity, they attack you because you're making them uncomfortable. They want to stay small, so they attack people who are trying to do big things. Let's talk about the law of attraction. According to you, how we can use the law of attraction? Well, the, the basic, first start with the basics. The basic law is what you chronically think about is what you bring about in your experience. A thought is a unit of mental energy. 
energy can never be created or destroyed. Energy just keeps changing itself into higher or lower expressions. So if you're constantly thinking negative, you know, uh, life is hard and, and then you die. There's not enough good jobs around. Uh, there's no... Decrease crisis. Yeah, there's, everything is working. Then you, your, your body temple gets that message. The cells of your, of your body begin to hear that. It starts to produce, produce toxic chemicals. Your immune system starts to become unhinged, starts to be, be impaired. Your thinking starts to go down because of the toxic chemicals. And you start to bring about what you're thinking about. You become sick, uh, not as much energy, so therefore your opportunities are depleted. Uh, your energy is down, critical thinking goes down. And then you start to bring about that negativity that you're describing. But you change it around and you begin to say, you know, I'm surrounded uh, by opportunities. Life is good. Everything is working together for my good. I, 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 I'm surrounded by infinite opportunities. Uh, prosperity is right here. And then what happens, when you start to say that, your mood is lifted, tonic chemicals and endorphins start to go through the body, starts to amplify your immune system, your thinking becomes more clearer, you start to see life differently, opportunities, you start to see opportunities that you couldn't see before, possibilities open up that you didn't even know about because your attitude has changed, and what looks like the law of attraction is simply you lifting your vibration so that you can see the potential that's here. And then we call it the law of attraction, but what it really is, I call it the law, of, the law of radiation, the law of emergence. Because what you're doing is allowing that which is within you to come out and, and to radiate and to emerge and to express. And then in the physical form, good things happen. And it looks like it's a, you're attracting it, but what's really happening is you're radiating it. And what you're radiating is becoming visible. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network.
watch, all facts, no cap, false Nigga, you not a boss, you got a boss Niggas getting jerked, that shit hurts I take it personally Niggas rather work for the man than to work with me Just so they can pretend they on my level That shit is irking to me Pride always going for the fall, almost certainly It's disturbing what I gross What I gross Survey says you not even close. Everybody's bosses till the time to pay for the office. To them invoices separate the men from the boys over here. We measure success by how many people successful next to you. Here we say you broke if everybody gets broke except for you. Ow. Ain't nothing to it. Real one. My mama with my great great grandchildren already rich. That's a lot of brown turn on your Forbes list. Frolicking around my compound on my fortress. I'll be riding around with my seat reclining. Dropping my daughter off at school every morning. We planning car doors. I beat your ballin' on these bum You ain't talking about nothing. I ain't got no time. Gotta relax Those in a stand Mama getting fat Why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what that's what you've done with the life up here to four. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got, instead of having this book, life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. You think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process, the same process his daddy raised him by. 
Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results-orientated at all, who's better off, the journey or the process? And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated, heretofore up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth, if you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking Dundee or a happy, slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto or a happy, slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything. But if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, da- the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it, gets, it can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L., where remedy meets preparation. I've always been interested in the occult. Occult is simply a word meaning hidden. And so much of our powers in this world and the way things work are are hidden. And uh, the more one looks at this subject of how the world actually works, you begin to see that there's a magical system, and I'm telling you, there really is a magical system dominating the world of the Western civilization. 
to go to the basis, the fundamental foundation on which things sit in order to understand. Begin to see how magical use of words and terms and symbols are used. You need to start looking at the world of the occult in politics and religion. And the powers that be in this world have set up a world of symbols and emblems and terms and catchphrases. And it, once you understand how this system works, it's fascinating because for the first time, the world opens up to you a whole new perspective on how government works, on how banks work, on how institutions and education it is very well planned, organized, and directed. There is a hidden agenda, so to speak. And it's been my uh, desire to uncover this. And once you begin to see the symbols and realize that the symbols for the national coats of arms, for countries, the flags, the seals, the presidential seals, the emblems for the logos and emblems on corporate, uh, corporations, especially the, uh, the, the corporate emblems for motion pictures and television companies like Columbia Broadcasting System, CBS has the I. The Colombian uh, system goes back to the Colombian faction of the Illuminati back in the early 1700s, not the late 1700s. And I set up a system of merchant banking and had their Phoenician Canaanite symbols and words connected to their societies, their banking societies, we're talking about in the Middle, in the middle East, and then through the Greece and ultimately through Rome and then into Britannia and ultimately into this country comes an ancient Druidic Phoenician Canaanite magical system of finance, government, education, and all of it is right in front of you. But if you don't understand what the words are and what the words mean, you're never going to figure out how uh, this stuff works. And incidentally, where, where do you find a bank? We go to banks all the time. Where do you find a bank? Banks are on both sides of a river. They're called river banks. What does a river bank do? It directs the flow of the current sea. Your money is referred to as the current sea. This is why when you go to court, you have the current electricity because it's the juice. And if you don't have the juice, you don't have it. So if you don't have the juice, you can't capitalize. And the capital is a Latin word meaning money. Consequently, Caesar ruled from what was referred to in history books, Caesar ruled from up on the hill. It was called Capitol Hill, Capitoline Hill with the Senate. You need to understand that Washington, D.C. as a Jesuit Catholic establishment under international maritime admiralty law. And once you begin to see how the system of the ancient uh, Catholic system, the Jesuits, the ancient Roman Empire, the Phoenician Canaanite banking system is all part of a world dominating system. Again, I'm saying you better do your homework. You need to understand that according to the old Phoenician Canaanite system, which we call today our judicial education on judicial system, there is no law in this country or in the Western world 
no law, federal, state, county, city, commercial, it makes no difference. There is no law on the books anywhere in this country that applies to you as an individual creature. There is no law. They have no control over you, your flesh and blood self. But somebody has to control this show, and so consequently, the ancient Phoenician Canaanites developed a, new, a system by which they would assign to every person a second you. And this is the way it works in America. There is two of you. Consequently, the system has made each one of you a corporation. And how, how now do you distinguish which one, uh, when someone's addressing you, that they're addressing you as the one that your mother gave birth to, or the corporate you? For every piece of important bills, insurance, driver's license, identification, uh, taxes, I don't care what it is. If it's a piece of business, period, in any kind of way, shape, or form, your name must, by law, international maritime admiralty banking law, your name must appear in all capital letters. When you sign your name, upper and lower case, that is applying to your body. Your, your flesh and blood self is spelled, according to British and American law, upper and lower case, capital letter, lower case. That's you, your personal self. There is no law that can be applied to an upper and lower case name, period. Pass and read on a check what, what is said where you sign your name. That's why the attorneys tell you, you better check the small print. The Bible of Business on the Earth. Uniform Commercial Code. Uniform Commercial Code is based directly on Vatican Canon Law, on the Roman Canon Law. Consequently, when a ship pulls into port, it pulls in and stops in its call in its berth. The ship is now in its berth. Because it is on the law of the high seas or commercial maritime, UCC commercial law rules the seas. So when the ship pulls into its berth, the first thing the captain must do is to present a certificate of manifest to the port authorities, which means that the port authorities need to know how much is on this ship that you're bringing into our country and our economy. How many TVs, how many cars, uh, whatever you're bringing, how much are you bringing into our economy. So you have to have a certificate of manifest of what is the value of your ship here. What are you doing? Consequently, when you are born, you come out of your mother's water. Therefore, you must have a birth certificate, a certificate of manifest, because you are a corporation-owned item. You are a human resource. This goes back to the German Nazi concept that every human coming out of their mother's water must be birthed. And therefore, you have to have a certificate, a manifest, to see how much this individual is going to make for us in our new world order. I'm telling you that until you understand the laws, the symbols, the emblems, what these words mean, you're never going to suspect how far gone we really are. Did you know, for instance, that your birth certificate 
is a security on the stock exchange in the New York stock market. Did you know that? Because if you order your birth certificate, get a new one, order your birth certificate, it only costs you, sometimes it's free, it only, only costs you a few dollars, order your birth certificate. On your birth certificate, all birth certificates in this country, on the bottom, it will tell you, this is printed on security papers. Do not accept, if not on full color security paper. Then on the right hand corner, you will always have a series of numbers, red numbers printed on the on the birth certificate those numbers are a security stock exchange number on the world stock exchange you go to any good stock uh, office and ask them check these numbers in your computer and see how much this stock is worth the certificate and they will check it on the New York Stock Exchange and find you your birth certificate is a stock on the stock exchange in America why because you are worth money to the international bank that bought you in 1930. We need to wake up. Greatest single enemy to this totalitarian system is a free people. A free people who can do their own thinking, investigate everything, and have the ability to, to confront the powers that be. And of course we were called, America was called the land of the free and the home of the brave. We are not free and we are not brave. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L., where remedy meets preparation. Do you have a big plan? Um, yes, I got a big plan. I'm going to be leaving the world soon. No, and no. Going... Before you oh, leave. Okay. Before you. No, before you leave. That's my big plan. No, no. Because you're doing valuable work. Do you have a plan of how we could? Make civilization better, more humane. Yes, okay. yes. Education. Quite simply, read and study and turn off the television, turn off all the silly nonsense of government. And it's just incredible nonsense. And start educating yourself. The United States federal government is a privately owned company, That's a it's a corporation. The whole government. Of course. It's a private, it's like General Motors, Ford Motor Company. Uh, Sears. So uh, it's, a, it's a privately owned, but see, most people don't understand. The United States government is a corporation. It is a privately owned company. Who owns it? Oh, well, that's different. Now you're getting. Now, <laughs> yeah, now you're asking the right question. Right. Who owns so, <clears throat> so there's a world of difference between the United States and the word United States of America. Oh, really? United States of America is a republic. Uh-huh. It's based on the, con con uh, the, the, the bringing together of 48 separate countries. Each, uh -huh. each state in this unit is a separate country. Okay. And so you're crossing over from California to Nevada is like crossing over from France to Spain. Right. And so you can't do things in Nevada you can do in California. So you, you can't do things in, Cal in New York that you can do in Florida. The United States is the recognition of separate countries, but the United States of America means... Those are United States. Uh -huh. So but each one's a state, like, uh, like the state of Virginia is like the state of Israel. Right. It's a country. It's referred to as a state. And as a matter of fact, you know, there's a world of difference between... <clears throat> there's a world of difference in words and law. I mean, 
When you go to court, there's a very big difference between a trial by jury or a jury trial. doesn't mean the same thing. Uh -huh. There's a very big difference between California State and the state of California. doesn't mean the same it thing. It doesn't? No, what, no. What's the difference to that? Cal, right? Cal State is the state we uh -huh. call California. That's the state. Uh -huh. But state of California yeah. is different. What's that has nothing to do with California. That's the federal government operating within the confines of the state of California. So any time you see the state of, that means it's a federal corporation operating within California. But California is called Cal State. That's why you have California State University, California State this, and California State. That's California. But state of California is the federal government. Do people know that you No, 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 no. People don't know any of this. None of this. Nobody. Because it doesn't have anything to do with football. So who the hell needs to know about any of this stuff? I need to know because I don't like being played for a fool. Yeah. I want to know who's running this country. You don't want to be manipulated. I, 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 don't, I refuse to be manipulated. I want to know exactly who's doing what. I want to know how they're doing it and how are they messing with my mind and my money and my family. So I want to know. 99% of people I run into, they couldn't care less as long as the beer's cold and football's on. They don't care. But when people vote for, like, a president, what is happening? Or that that, you go to the polls. What is a poll? I mean, you, a poll is when you take a you take a consensus of the people. Which one of these fruitcakes do you want to bow down to and give your money to? Do you want this group all here, or that airhead here, or this ding-a-ling over here? Right. We just want to know the basic concepts. What, what which one do you people like? It obviously doesn't <clears throat> seem to matter. They all work for me, so it doesn't matter. But 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 right. to make you people happy, would you rather have the woman over here? Would you rather have a black guy? Or would you rather have this uh, old white man? Which one would you like? Nothing uh, changes. You mean Obama says... Let's it doesn't that. matter, because yeah. I own them all anyway. Right. It's who, just who, business. Who, Come who on, this is a mob. Well, who is the mob? We're talking, we're talking the mafia here. Well, we're who, talking who, the who, underworld. Who are these people? You know, the, the, the Illuminati, the... Um, just the, business. Nothing personal. Don't take this personal. <laughs> but there's someone behind it. That oh, you bet there is. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but they're in Europe. They are. Yeah. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. And that, in fact, this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L -L space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled, and when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms, a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? 
Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery, the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery that all of the other nations around the world, as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions, all right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. All right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right, then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, 
then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private nonprofit corporation, then the statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents, they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day. And every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor. Because and, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can I have a Can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a got that? Pro se cuter, a prosecutor, because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in proper persona, say in their criminal allegations, the prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. 
The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record, on the record. We come in with our flag. We come in with our treaty. We come in with the Constitution we signed with them and understanding that the Constitution is a contract. It's You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L.
one of the things about the law business, the legal industry, is some of the most important things about law are actually so simple that they're easy to overlook. And there are only about four very simple truths. And if you know and understand these truths, you will be empowered to win. Here's the first great secret. Where does the court get its jurisdiction? We have a two-tiered court system. There are the Supreme Courts and their tribunals. There are courts of inferior jurisdiction. When we're talking about Supreme Courts, like the United States Supreme Court and the Oklahoma Supreme Court, where do they get their jurisdiction? They get their jurisdiction because of who they are. But what about these courts of inferior jurisdiction? Where do they get, where do they get their authority? The courts of inferior jurisdiction are empowered to act by pleadings sufficient to invoke their judicial authority, which means that the people, the people, not the attorneys, the people that walk into that court empower that person in the black robe to be a judge. Listen closely to what this guy just said. It is earth-shaking and game-changing. It puts the ball in your hands. What is he saying exactly? An injured human being has to show up in court and testify under oath that they have been injured, period. Prosecuting attorneys testify like they are the injured party, and they are not the injured party. They don't get to testify because they are not the ones injured, but they do it all the time because no one puts them in their place. Trinzi versus Pegliaro states statements of counsel in brief or in argument are not sufficient for summary judgment. If the judge doesn't like it, it's too bad. The Supreme Court, this is a Supreme Court ruling, and basically what it's saying is to the lawyer, shut up and sit down. You don't get to testify. Jurisdiction has four corners on it. It's a four-legged table. And if you take away one of those legs, it's not a court anymore. You win when you know how to invoke the court's jurisdiction when you empower that judge to make the decision that you want that judge to make. That's the second great secret is... The Constitution, state constitutions, statutes, laws, rules, what meaning do they have as you read them in their black and white print? They don't really mean anything except a hint, a suggestion of what the law is. Well, we have a common law system. The Supreme Court tells you what that means. To find out what the law is, we have to find out what the Supreme Courts have said that that particular law means. Now, that's the second great secret. We have a means of finding out what the law is. It's written down. Where do we find the common law? It's the federal and state annotated statutes. Because, again, that's a secret. They don't want you to know that. 
If you can read the annotated statutes, now you know what the law is. The state annotated statutes. Those annotated statutes are going to tell me what the law is. But they're going to publish the holding. They're going to tell you the essence of that decision. And that essence of that decision, out of that case, is that one paragraph, that one sentence, or maybe just that one phrase that you need to win, and, and that's all you need. Trinity versus Pagliaro is one of the most important cases that has ever been decided by the United States Supreme Court. But Trinzi versus Pagliaro is absolutely earth-shaking. The holding of Trinzi versus Pagliaro, statements of counsel in brief or argument are not sufficient for a summary judgment. Take it to heart. Memorize it. Get a tattoo that says it. Because that is one of the most important principles on law, in law. And that is one of the most powerful things that you will ever learn and have to use. That's according to the United States Supreme Court. But that one fourth thing that has probably been missing 50 million times in this country when we got shafted in the court was a competent witness. Where's the competent witness? That's the fourth leg on that table. That table doesn't have four legs. That court did not have jurisdiction. Period. You've got to have somebody at some point in time before the judgment raise their hand and testify under oath and subject to cross-examination or it's nonsense. If the other side uh, supports their pleadings with an affidavit, which they rarely do, but if they do, you subpoena that witness because you want to question them under oath. And the idea that is the kernel of truth in Trinzi versus Pagliaro is a thread that runs through everything. Criminal, civil, it runs through everything. Administrative, it's, it's got to be there. It's got to be there. How do I know? Here is a very good statement. And again, this is from an annotated statute. Actual facts, not mere allegations of complaint, are determinative of issue of jurisdiction. Isn't that what I just said? If there's no witness, there's no facts. If there's no facts, there's no what? No jurisdiction. It's not what I think. I think it, but it's not true because I think it. It's true because it's the law. It's the law because the Supreme Court says, yes, yes, you've got to have a competent witness to have that fourth leg on that table or there's no jurisdiction. So you get into a courtroom, you're sitting in court, and the prosecuting attorney uh, stands up and he says, uh, Mr. Johnson was caught urinating on the next-door neighbor's pet. You stand up and you say, if you're Mr. Johnson, you stand up and you say, I object, Your Honor. Trinzi versus Pegliaro, statements of counsel in brief or in argument are not sufficient for summary judgment.
See, the lawyer wasn't there. He doesn't know. He didn't see you piss on the piss on the neighbor's dog. He don't know what he's talking about. It's all hearsay. So you stand up and you object and you do this three times. And then the third time, if the judge doesn't catch on, you take exception to it. And then later on, in the in the course of the legal proceedings, uh, you bring it back to that, and it'll get tossed out. There's no doubt about it. It's a slam dunk case. This isn't my opinion. This is Supreme Court rulings. This is the most powerful thing you could ever think of. And here's the thing. It does not matter what you are in court for. It doesn't matter if you're in a criminal court. It doesn't matter if you're in a uh, civil court. It doesn't matter if you're getting sued for money or if you're getting sued for murder or if you're getting sued. It doesn't matter what it's for. You have to have a competent witness stand up and testify and say, you injured him. The lawyer doesn't get to do it. In another case, a lawyer might get up and say, uh, Mr. Flintstone stole 72 cases of paper clips. And he's just reading from his paper there. That's when you stand up and you say, objection, your honor, statements of counsel and brief for an argument are not sufficient for, drum, for summary judgment. It's that freaking simple. The guy's got to sit down. He does not get to get up there and talk negatively about you. He don't know you. He doesn't get up there and get to say what an evil person you are because he has no first-hand knowledge. You can read it out of there. He's like he's reading it out of the daily newspaper. He's just, he's an idiot. And it's your job, if you want your freedom, to stand up to him and say, I object, and stake Trinzi versus uh, Pegliaro. It's that simple, folks. Have you ever stood and stared at it, marveled at its beauty, its genius? Billions of people just living out their lives. Oblivious. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy? It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from, which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You've had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. 
And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key. My that's awake and there's people asleep mm -hmm. now most people on this planet are asleep so let's break it to the least common anomaly let's say the black community we it used to they say five percent <laughs> no it's like old point something now that's right you see that's asleep so you're going to be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body, and these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. <clears throat> now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody, and they laugh at you, and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down, and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, <laughs> yeah. have you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lowest chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They moving, but they ain't, they're brain dead. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra mm -hmm. you see the heart chakra that's why the egyptian the heart the scarab the heart scarab was the most important even when you died they throw the brain away but it was the heart that they preserved because that's another that's where your true self is but 
you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. They can look pretty, they can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior, mm. whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now, even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I ask everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hands. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this smiling. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've edu- you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now it was it was you know it was a couple of years later that what I was missing I realized was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I but but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why is that is because you were you, you were gravitating but above the root shock. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On Evolution Radio. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? Peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Joey Bounce L. Bay. You are sitting right here on The Bottom Line, right here on the new Evolution Radio Network. And today is November the 18th. So what's happening? How y'all feeling out there tonight? Welcome to the show. So we got a, you know, we got a good show lined up for you tonight. I got mortgages on deck tonight, and we're going to be talking about that. Y'all know I actually don't really dive into this topic because um, a lot of people have issues with mortgages, and it is such a difficult topic for people to understand and to understand why you can't save a mortgage for a lot of people. I'm not saying it's not possible. Um, but for a lot of individuals, um, they don't have a proper understanding of what a mortgage even is. So tonight, we're going to talk about this. And um, I've got an audio that I'd like to play and get towards the end. So, welcome to the show. 
Call in number is 347-989-0194 If you would like to get in Holla at me So tonight We're talking about mortgages And You know I've been in this game Dealing with law for about Or I should say Lawful remedies right Helping people in the private For probably about 10 to 12 years now. Now, I was a law master, right? And I still am more proficient now. I don't know if I would have called myself one now back then, but we called ourselves law masters and we, you know, we went through these courses and the interesting thing is we learned a lot. You know, we, <laughs> we was busting our ass attempting to get people's mortgages, um, you know, Relinquish back to them in a sense, you know. We were attempting to save to save people's homes, right? Some honorable shit. But when you're going against these banks, no matter how honorable you want to be, if you're not coming correct in the courts, you're gonna get shut down. Just a fact, right? Because, see, the thing about it is is that the United States government is vested into land. And because they're vested into land, mortgage-backed securities, right, these are assets. These are very important for the United States. I'm talking about bonds. Okay? And for a lot of people, this goes over a lot of people's heads because people don't understand how commerce works. They don't get that everything around you is trust, it's bonds, right? Everybody bonds it up, my nigga. This is why you get locked up. You got to go get a bond because everybody's bonded except for you. So you, you, you really are. It's a matter of how you look at it, though, right? birth certificate is a bond. Now, I want to be very clear about this, and in order for me to do that, we have to look at etymology. And etymology is the pretense, right? It, it, it is the past of a, of a word. It is what a word derives itself from. You understand? So, I want to look at the pretense, and, and I guess you could call this the root, right? But it's the etymology of mortgage. Okay? And a lot of people um, fail to go and look at etymology. Of a word. Why? Why would you do that? Oh, because you don't know. Right? So, mortgage derives its name from the Latin word mortus. Mortus. That, that sounds a lot like the word dead, doesn't it? So, that mortus is Latin for dead. So, then it was translated to Old French. Right? And they called it mort. Right, and Old French also 
and they call it mort, mort gauge, right? The same thing. Gauge meant to pledge, right? So now you have this dead pledge, right? So then they translate it old French, and in the mortgage means a dead pledge. So then you get it now late in what they call Middle English. You get the word mortgage. So we're talking about a dead pledge, right? So I'm going to give y'all some material tonight, and we're going to look at some definitions. Because in order, because I, listen, I get asked all the time for me to help people with their mortgages. It's not that I don't know how, but the overstanding of a mortgage and what it takes requires more than just me doing it for you, right? It's, it's a matter of, hey, listen, this is the law. This is what it says. So we're going to look at this tonight, right? So the word mortgage, right, and, and this dead pledge, right, it, it originates from this old French, right, which Morton Gage, this whole dead pledge thing, right? So people take a, a essentially a pledge until they die. Right, that's essentially what it is. So Webster's Complete Dictionary of the English Language defines the word pledge using these exact words. It says, "quote anything given or considered as a security for the performance of an act, as a man gives his word or makes a promise to another, which is received as a pledge for fulfillment." The mutual affection of husband and wife is a pledge for the faithful performance of the marriage covenant. And the excuse me, the mutual interest is the best pledge for the performance of treaties. So let me ask you a question because I think that this is very important that we understand that anytime you take a pledge, right, you put your name on something, it could be securitized. And when you securitize something, you can trade it. You can put it on the stock market. Right? You can make bread off of it. So this is what we're talking about. Okay. Now, Webster's also defines the word pledge using the exact words, quote, a surety, a hostage. Merriam-Webster's.com defines the word hostage as a, quote, person held by one party in conflict as a pledge pending the fulfillment of an agreement or a person taken by force to secure the taker's demand. So, you see, the word mortgage has a really strong connection here with this word mortuary and morgue. Okay. And I know, it's, so for some people, you know, they maybe say, oh, I'm reaching, but I'm not. Because if you look at the etymology, of these words, this is literally what it means, okay, to it. And, I, and I'm going to break this down. I'm going to read some information to you all tonight, and then we're going to listen to an audio because it's important that we get some very basic foundations on this because understand that a mortgage-backed security, okay, is how the United States is divided. It's pretty much, pretty much how everything runs here, right? So a mortgage-backed security is a type of asset-backed security, right? An instrument which gives a secure, which is secured by a mortgage or a collection of mortgages, right? 
So the mortgages are sold to a group of individuals, right, a government agency or an investment bank. So then I want to ask yourself the question. So if if you come in, right, and you sign an instrument, which would be this mortgage that you're getting, what happens to it after you sign it? What do they do with it? Do you think that they really just sit on it? Do you think they hold it? Right? Because that doesn't happen. Okay? So the mortgages are sold to a group of individuals, right? A government agency or an investment bank, right? It's usually places like um, AIG, BNP Preparibus, um, Clays, you name it, top 25 banks, right? So the mortgages, right, may be residential or commercial. And depending whether it's an agency, right? MBS or non-agency MBS, right, in the United States, they may be issued structures set up by the government-sponsored enterprises like Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, and they can be private labeled. So, see, a mortgage bond is a bond backed by a pool of mortgages, right? So I want you to think about the birth certificate because when you're born, they pull your birth certificate with all of the other birth certificates that are born that year. Why? Because they have bond numbers on them. You see, the process doesn't change very much. All of these bonds are used for different things. So a mortgage bond is backed by the pool of mortgages, right, on real estate assets such as a house. More generally, bonds, which are secured by the pledge of specific assets, are called mortgage bonds, right? So mortgage bonds can pay interest in either monthly, quarterly, or semi-annual periods. Now, when you go in there and you sign for a mortgage, let's say the mortgage is four hundred grand, right? You expect to get four hundred grand back, but do you? Do they give you? Do they actually give you the money at the signing? Nope. You never see a dime of it. Why is that? What happened to that money? And okay, then what happens to the note? You see. So mortgage bonds can pay interest in either monthly, quarterly, or semi-annual semi periods. So then the mortgage bonds are paying who? Because I know a lot of people that own homes that's not getting monthly, quarterly checks off their home by the signature. You understand? See, the process, and I'm, let me see if I can explain this to y'all, right? The process of securitization is very complex, okay? Um, and when they securitize instruments, you have to go through banks to get this done. I know for a fact. You can ask Jonah. He knows that I know. This is what I work on. So when you securitize instruments, there is a scrutiny process when it's done. So the bond has to be signed by a creditor, right? You go in there and you apply for this mortgage and you sign the mortgage and you make the agreement to pay them. Well, you you are the creditor, right? But you also, you made an agreement to pay back your own money. Isn't that interesting? Because they took your signature and made money off of it. Now. The process of securitization is complex, and it depends greatly on jurisdiction, 
okay, jurisdiction within which the process is conducted. So it could be the United States, it could be Europe, it could be France, right? France is in Europe. It could be Africa, could be India, could be Dubai. Everybody's got different banking structures. So mortgage loans are purchased from banks and other lenders and possibly assigned to a special purpose vehicle. They call SPVs, right? So the purchaser or the assignee assembles these loans into collections or into pools. Okay? And the purchaser or the assignee securitizes the pools by issuing mortgage-backed securities. Now, while a residential mortgage-backed security is secured by a single family or two or four family, like oh, real estate or something like that, right? A commercial mortgage-backed security is secured by a commercial or multifamily properties, such as apartment buildings, retail or office properties, hotels, schools, uh, industrial properties, commercial sites. This is all your commercial real estate, right? So when y'all start getting into business, you can actually purchase property with your business versus doing it personally. But that's a different story. Now, the securitization trust may be structured by government-sponsored enterprises as well as by private entities that may offer credit enhancement features to mitigate the risk of prepayment and default associated with these mortgages. Now, you got 91 days to default on your loan. When you default on your loan, the insurance company steps in and pays the loan, right? They step because they they do they wrap all of the loans. I hope you don't think that they're gonna just let you sign your name on the paper and not insure that shit and then make money off of it. See the securitization trust, right? That we're talking about, or the trust that they put. Your um, what do they call that shit? Your deed of trusting. Okay, that's where it goes. Into they trust. This is why we tell you to quiet the title. But we're gonna get into that now. In the United States, okay, the most common securitization trusts are sponsored by Freddie Mac and Freddie Mac, U.S. government sponsored enterprises. It's the same niggas that was doing your loan. What do you think was happening with your student loans? Because if I'm not mistaken, you did the same thing with a student loan. You went in and you signed it. And you gave them an agreement that you was gonna pay some money and they said, All right, cool. We'll see you in a couple of years. Or we'll see you at the end of the year, you come back next year and we'll do this all over again for about four or five years and if you want to go to grad school, we'll do it over again then too. Right? Because that's how they operate. And then when you come out, they want you to pay back all of this money for this so-called education that you got. And and I won't, you know, depending on what field you go into, these schools are needed, right? We need engineers, right? We need, you know, we need doctors in certain senses, you know. So you're going to learn the science and come back and you do holistic healing if you're going to do that. You know, but my opinion, those are my opinions. But at the same time, you understand what I'm saying? Now, not to get too far off the subject, when we are securitizing things, everything must be securitized 
when it goes into the public. This is why they have bonds. This is why bonds are created everywhere. Okay? Now, let's get into this information because this is this is um this is important. Let me pull it up here. All right. The mortgage note, right, and the deed. This is what we're talking about. So anytime you go in and you sign this note in his deed, okay? And, and for those who don't know, let me pull it up, okay? Now, a deed of trust in real estate in the United States, okay, is a deed of trust, is a deed where an equitable title, okay, in real property is transferred to a trustee, right, a holder, right, which holds, right, it's like a trust, right, as a security for a loan between the borrower and the lender. The legal title remains with the borrower. You see? Isn't that interesting? So, I mean, the the moment you sign, you really should have walked away with everything in hand. They should, the deal should have closed that day. You should have never seen them people ever again. So let's start with the first part of the transaction, right? You got a virtual stack of papers in front of you. You're instructed where you're supposed to start signing, right, or initializing on them documents. Then it seems to be so many documents, right, because they overwhelm you with documents when you sign this shit, right? Do you have a lawyer there or an attorney or somebody that was capable of explaining everything to you? Most people don't, right? Most people take that shit back to their house. They read a little bit. They look some shit up. They think they know what they're talking about. This happens. This is this is okay, but this is this this is what happens because we get into this, right? So, you got all these papers in front of you, you signing all these papers, and there seems to be some different documents with enough legal language that we can read for hours just to get through them for the first time. So much less we begin to understand them. Right? And so a lot of times they give you seven days. So we know that the contract is three days, so they give you they give you seven. Right, in some states it varies depending on what that particular state statute might be. Right, so you have time to rescind the contract in the beginning if you don't agree with it. But most people they don't know. So, you know what happens? They continue with this mortgage. Now, a lot of people depend on the real estate agent. Don't ever depend on a real estate agent. Real estate agent's not going to tell you shit. They're not going to. Most times, they they know all they know is what they're taught in real estate school. You should always go beyond that so you can understand what you're doing. Right? Most times, this is what it's if you qualified enough, qualified enough to um to even apply. Right? This is why they got all these new programs. Let's just get you in. So we depend on the real estate agent in most cases to bring the parties together, right, at the closing. After we've supplied enough financial data and other requested information so that the lender can determine whether we can qualify for the loan or not. So obviously, we have the three-day right of rescission. But do we really stop to read all the documents after we have purchased our home? Now, is the thought 
that there might be something wrong, right? When we just signed the primary thought in our mind at that time, right? A lot of people don't. A lot of people are happy as motherfuckers when, when they get out. They're not even thinking about that contract anymore. They're just glad that everything got closed. But this is a problem, though, seriously, because we get ourselves into these contracts, right? Quasi-contracts, if you will, that we don't understand. It's all about consent, if you will. Because you gave your consent. So, the two most important and valuable documents that are signed at the closing are the note and the deed. Right? And that deed can come in different forms. Now, we're looking at the definition of a mortgage note. It's obvious that it is a security instrument. It is a promise to pay made by the maker of a note. So, you sit there and you promise but you're going to pay them. So you created a promissory note. That's a promise to pay. Now, we're looking at a copy of a deed of trust, such as um, a template of a Tennessee deed of trust. Y'all can, y'all can actually Google that. I want y'all to Google that and pull that up, right? Um, right? Now, if you look at that, and that actually comes right from FreddieMac.com. Pull it up right from there, right? It's obvious document, right, of what a security instrument is. So, you need to start looking at these things so y'all can understand what a security instrument is. Now, a lot of times, it might not even be that long. But it may stipulate the fact that once you put your signature on the line, they can do what they want with it. It's pretty much what it is. See, a security instrument, right, like we was talking about, is a bond. So every time you sign something, you should... Have it in your mind. I'm signing something that they're going to take and make some money off of. Depending on who you're signing it with. And you know, they'll, I ain't going to lie, they don't hide it. They put it in the document. They actually do put it in the document and tell you that it's a security issue. Sometimes they'll, it'll label that too. So, a lot of times the closing the borrower because they believe the mortgage note that he signs, right? Is a document that binds him to make repayment of money. That the lender is loaning him to purchase the property he is acquiring. So is there disclosure to the borrower to the effect that the lender is not really loaning any of their money to the borrower and therefore no taking excuse me, taking no risk whatsoever in the transaction? So I want to be clear, right? Because when you default on a mortgage, the only person who's really losing anything, to be honest with y'all, is the insurance company. Because they're the ones who insured the house. In case your ass didn't pay so that they could pay out the mortgage company. That's why they wrapped along. They're really the only ones that's losing anything. Right? So really, the insurance company really is the one who should be suing you uh, for the house. Not the mortgage company. The mortgage company double, triple dips. Federal law, banks are not allowed to loan credit and also are not allowed to loan their own or their depositories money. Isn't that interesting? So if that's the case, then how could this transaction possibly take place at all? Where does the money come from? Is there any money to even be loaned? This is when you got to start looking at the laws, and then that would take you to House Joint Resolution 192. 
right? Public Law 7310. And this says that there is no money, right? And this was passed in 1933. And this says that we only had debt because all property, right, gold and silver was seized by the government as collateral, right? And, and it's not hard to tell. That's why they gave you Federal Reserve notes. So most people today would think that they have money in their hand, right? And you don't. You got fiat. Go look it up. There's a difference. Right? But it gets circulated like it's money. But in reality, at the Federal Reserve notes, which is stated right on the face of the paper, right? it tells you it's a note. So if you take a note showing the value of it, right, and you give it to somebody and they accept it, right, they accepted it because it was a mutual understanding that it was worth something. Okay. So when you sit down at this closing table to complete the transaction, right, to purchase the home, you're tendering a note with your signature, which would be considered money. And this is exactly excuse me, this is exactly what you're doing. Now here's the thing. If you pull out a dollar bill out of your pocket, right? Take take that motherfucker out your pocket. Ten dollar bill, hundred dollar bill. I don't care what kind of bill it is, pull it out your pocket and look at it. And you'll see that it has signatures on it. Okay, so now that it's got signatures on it, now we know somebody endorsed it, so it was a note. So then you got to say to yourself, well, damn, that was a promise to pay. Somebody endorsed that. I'm endorsing shit, making promises to pay. Everybody making notes around here. That's all we're doing all day long is making notes in a fake-ass system. This shit really is like Monopoly. And niggas get mad at me because I got more Monopoly than you. Nigga, this Monopoly, learn the game. These It's rules to the game, right? Like your boy used to say. Okay, so when you sit down at this table, you're tendering the note. This note now has your signature on it, which would be considered money, right? Because they're going to take it and make money off of it. So this is exactly what you're doing. The note is money in our monetary system. You can deposit at the Federal Reserve a promise to pay. Now, check it out, right? I can't go to one of my homeboys, right, and get a promise to pay from him on a piece of paper and take it to the Federal Reserve. Won't work like that. I got to be a financial institution. And then I can take them notes. Federal Reserve and do business with them because they're going to allow me to take that note and they're going to do what's called hypothecation times 30 and they're going to flip it and flip it. Nigga, you think you seen a flip in the streets? Nigga, the banks know how to flip. That's a flip. Like you wouldn't believe. I know individuals that do this. Serious flipping, but it's a private world, and not many people are privy, number one, to the information, and number two, to even enter into this type of world. So you got to be real careful even about what you discuss. 
some things I can't give you over the air. That's just the nature of it. Now, understand that every single time you sign something, you're creating a note. Money's going to be made off of that, okay? So you can deposit the Federal Reserve note, right? A promise to pay with a denomination of $10 at the bank. And they'll credit your account in the same amount, right? So now they're going to give you some money on the books, right? Isn't that interesting? Now, why is it that when you tender your note at the closing, that they don't tell you that your home is paid right at the spot? The fact is, is that it is paid for on the spot. Your signature on the note makes the money, right, in the amount, that is stated on the note. Let me say that again. Your signature on the note makes that note money. The amount that was stated on the note. Now, when this is disclosed to you at the closing, or is it disclosed to you at the closing? Because it's never disclosed to you at the closing. So, then the question I want you to ask yourself is, is who else comes into play, right? Because a lot of times you don't know about the insurance company. You don't know about the trust that they put the money, that they put your note into. So, what happens to the note, right, the promise to pay, that you sign at the closing table? Do they put it in their vault for safekeeping? There's evidence over that that you owe them, right? Or, I mean, what, what do they do with it? A lot of people will say, well, they, they sold it. Right? And this is where you get your third parties. Your third parties from. They come in and they want to take your, your mortgage, right? And they want to foreclose on you. And they third party, you're like, well, where'd y'all come from? Y'all third party. Okay? But but uh, no, nobody's ever disclosing any of this shit. They'll, they will literally transfer your mortgage to somebody else. And won't tell you. And then you'll find out afterwards. Hey, by the way, we uh we sold your mortgage. Y'all did what? Hold on. I had a sister that I was helping. Same thing. They sold the mortgage and they sent you a letter that said everything was paid off. And then next couple weeks later she got another letter. Oh, don't just disregard that last letter we sent you. We can send you a new payments over here. I can do what? Okay. So, do they return the note to you if you pay off the mortgage in 5, 10, 20 years? That's a good question. So, when you pay off the house, what happens to the note? Like, where, where did it go? Remember, I told you, we talking about commerce here, so... What happened to the note? Like, did it just disappear? This is what they trade. This is what they make money on. This is your mortgage-backed security. Now, do they disclose this to you? No. So, unknown to almost everybody, 
something very different that happens with your mortgage note immediately after the closing, okay? Your mortgage note is endorsed and deposited into the bank as a check, and it becomes money. The document that you gave to the bank with your signature on it, right, that you believe is a promise to pay, that you believe is a promise to pay, right, for money that supposedly they loaned to you, has now been converted into money into their account. So you just gave the lender the exact dollar value that they said they had launched you. <laughs> Y'all get this stuff. This, this is like really how this happened. So who's the real creditor, right? In the closing transaction. Who really loaned anything of value money to anybody? Was it, was it them loaning you money or did you loan them money? So you actually just pay for your own home with your promissory note, right? With your mortgage note that you gave the bank. And then the bank didn't give you nothing in return but a bill. So for any contract to be valid, there must be consideration given by both parties. You understand that? Consideration is key in law. No, I may not have went to law school, but I, you know, took a lot of law classes in school. But I understand common law, and I understand common sense, and I understand the fact that if you make an agreement with somebody and you put your name on a piece of paper, it can become a piece of money because we live in the type of world where money's created out of thin air. Why? Oh, something called fractional reserve banking. You understand? But it's cool. We live in that type of society. So get with it. Or, guess what? We'd be in the rat race like everybody else. Because believe me, this is a rat race. Believe it or not. As unfortunate as it is. Okay? This is about understanding things. So once you understand, you can properly go into contracts. This is what I'm attempting to convey to you tonight. Now, how can it be that you can just write a note and pay for your home, right? You might ask. And this brings me back to my point of HDR 192, 1933. Okay, when Franklin Delano Roosevelt Congress took all of the property, the gold and the silver, from the people. This is what happened. They came in and they confiscated your shit. And see, well, and, and really, it was for public people. So if you if you didn't know better, you know what I'm saying, you gave the shit up. If you was in a private and you was under that private law, shit, your gold remained where it was. Okay. So what, what we got in return for, for you know whoever gave up their gold Because a lot of goddamn gold Was given up Was they gave us promises to pay Right for everything Because the, now there's no money in the country They bankrupt The people essentially in the public Because the assets And the labor of the people Right are the collateral now For the debt we're talking about this bankruptcy. This is a real bankruptcy. 
1933. Now, all of the debt will be discharged, which was done without the consent of the people of America. And the act was treason by... The act actually was treason, by the way. Okay, just like 14th Amendment is treason. They're supposed to be hungry to stake for the shit that they've done. How do you take a country off the gold standard? Nigga, we was dealing in gold? That balances trade out when you're dealing gold. Don't look it up on YouTube. Your boy Donald Trump sold one of his top towers to another company. Um, I think they rented it out for like five years for a couple bars of gold. Now, bring me back to my point. Okay. Finna Supply Incorporated versus Albine Bank, 726, 1987. And it says, quote, Party having superior knowledge who takes advantage of another's ignorance of the law to deceive him by steady concealment or misrepresentation can be held responsible for that conduct, end quote. So, I want you to understand that the law, even in the law, they tell you. Nigga, when they deceive you, they can be held liable for this. You have recourse. Now, the deed, right, and we we talk about this and and this whole quiet title thing because it's very important that you study trust because quiet title has everything to do with trust. And what type of trust that you have set up? There was a guy earlier we were talking. He was like, "Well, you know, the government can't just can just take property eminent domain whenever they want, right?" And the government does something they call public trusteeship, which means that they build on shit that they can never actually really own the land up underneath. So I told him, I said, "Listen, this such thing is called just compensation." And now we're talking about equity. So he's like, "Well, can you show me that in law?" I said, "Go look at the Constitution because." Just compensation in the Constitution is an equity issue. You take my shit without paying me, that's equity. You owe me now. Take my land without paying me, that's equity, bro. I need equity for that. I need my land back, plus I need equity for that. I need to be absolved, or not absolved, excuse me. I need to be, um, what's the word, um, when niggas go in, um, I need, I need to redress for my grievances, Right. So if y'all have seen um, and I actually I've read it before, Walker Todd. I want y'all to pull that up. Affidavit of Walker Todd. Okay, that's some old shit too. Boy used to go through that. Look that up. It's actually a pretty good affidavit, right? It's an affidavit from an attorney. You make go through the shit and he tells you straight up. This is the reason why we don't have no money. Now, why do we need a deed of trust? What exactly is a deed of trust or other similar security instruments? So the deed of trust spells out the details of the contract that you're signing at the closing, including such things as the insurance, okay, the insurance requirements, preservation and maintenance, and all of the financial details. Now, let me let me just tell you something because – if you read the contract very good, it will tell you that you are a tenant. How big your house is, 
how nice and fancy it is. You are a tenant in your home. And just read the mortgage of trust you. Read, read the deed of trust. Read your mortgage notes. A lot of people will deny that, but you can't deny what's in writing. This is why this is why you got to keep the property up, keep the maintenance up on your property, right? You thought you owned your shit. Oh, and don't have a um, homeowners association. Oh, it's a wrap. Now you're answering two people. Okay. So, when we start talking about the maintenance and the deed of trust, all of the financial details, okay, when you're going to make payments, where you're going to make payments, who you're going to make the payments to, right, talking about to the lender for years, right, this is a mortgage, right, sometimes until you die, sometimes that shit goes on after you die, right, all of that shit's in the deed of trust. So if the mortgage note is paid for by you and this is conveyed, right, by the bank depositing it, shouldn't you have gotten money? And this keeps going back to this money thing. I think we're not understanding that in order for us to even establish a mortgage, it has to start with you. Absolutely has to start with you. Now, Formers and Miners Bank versus Bluefield National Bank. Pull this case up. This is um, 271669. A quote from it says that a national bank has no power to lend its credit to any person or corporation. End quote. Now, the deed of trust or the similar security instrument that says we have to pay all of this money back, and if we don't, they can foreclose on the home. Why do we have this kind of agreement? Who does it protect? Is it protecting you? Or is it protecting them? And see, this is why you got to understand what you're signing, because what happens is when you default, like I said, it's day 91, that insurance company steps in, pays it off. They get a little check. You understand? So, I mean, you know, you really got to think about these things before you go in and you put your name on the line for three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. And it's a lot of people's dream to own a home, believe it or not. Okay. So, what is the no-go, right? And this, and this, you know, this gets interesting, right? Because the mortgage note is used to access your treasury account. A lot of people don't know about this account. This is the account that they tap into. This is the account people own. This only just yes, it does. Okay, they get the credit in the amount of the mortgage note from your prepaid treasury account. Okay. Why they ask you for a social This is why you go and do federal um, FDIC loans That's all federal right? So the process, note Right This whole process, they get this note And they get paid When they receive the funds from your account The treasury 
Then they turn around and they bundle the note together and they sell it to investors on the stock market, right? And they get paid again. They pull them together, mortgage-backed securities. Now let's see what happens, right? The deed of trust or the similar security instrument after you've signed it, right? So you might be surprised to know that not only does it not go into safekeeping, it's also immediately sold as an investment security to any number of investors that are tied to Wall Street. So there's a market, right? It's like sitting back and waiting for this shit. They salivate. This is what the whole um, security crisis was. You, about like what was that like four or five years ago when that shit was going down maybe a little longer than that 2008 what all of these people they sitting back waiting for the mortgage paper that's what they call it mortgage paper okay it's what they it's what the banks produce now um there was a bank that just got sued I think it was Bank of America that just got sued because they was um selling bad loans Niggas had a whole bunch of bad loans pulled together with good loans. Like triple A ratings. Okay? The insurance company actually won. Okay? There's a whole bunch of uh, banks and people sitting back waiting to securitize all of this shit. Now, what happens is the deed of trust or the other similar security instrument is bundled and sold to the buyer. And then the bank gets paid for the value of the mortgage again. See, this is this is where you're triple double dipping. Your double triple dipping is going on, I should say. So I bet you wouldn't sign none of that if you didn't know, huh? So we've established that the mortgage note and the deed of trust or other similar security instruments are securities. And by definition under the law, securities are regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission, that's the SEC, okay, which is an agency of the federal government. Now, there are very strict regulations about what can and cannot be done with securities. And this is very true because then you start getting into different regulations. You've got Regulation 506, uh, you got regulation uh, 506D. You got a whole bunch of different regulations, right? In which you can do securities offerings. You understand? Very strict regulations. So the Counterfeit Detection Act of 1992, okay? Public Law 102, uh, 550, okay? And I'm going to give it to y'all again. The Counterfeit Detection Act of 1992, Public Law 102-550, Section 411 of Title 31 of the Code of Federal Regulations, permits color illustrations of U.S. currency provided. I'm going to read it for you. The illustration is of size less than three-fourths or more than one-inch part of the item illustrated. The illustration is one-sided, all-negative plate. Positive digitized storage medium, graphic files, uh, magnetic medium, optical. So I'm telling you what money is, according to them, right? Optical storage devices and any other thing used in the making of the illustration that contain an image of illustration or any part thereof are destroyed and are deleted or erased after their final use. Other obligations and securities, photographic or other likeness or other United States obligations and securities in foreign currencies 
are permissible for any non-fraudulent purpose, provided the items are reproduced in black and white and there are less than three quarters or greater than one and one-half times the size in linear dimension of any part of the original item being reproduced. Negatives in place used in the making of likeness must be destroyed after their use for the purpose for which they were made. Now, Title 18 U.S.C. 472, other and counterfeit obligations. Title 18 U.S.C. 473, dealing in counterfeit obligations. See, they tell you everything which is money and which is not, according to them. Now, I never recommend that you try to go out and duplicate their money. Of course not. That's not right. But see, private people deal in the private. Private people deal with gold and silver. But all you got to do is go look at the laws, and they, and they lay everything out for you about what securities are. And so this is why I'm showing you 18 U.S.C., 473, 474, 472. Okay? See, when you're a, a, a so-called borrower, you really should be reading what the lender's rights are because they really apply more to you. Understand that? This all fraud. So we used to try to get niggas off all the time because niggas didn't understand that this was fraud. So I want to give you the definition for quiet title. Okay. Now quiet title, okay, is a lawsuit that's brought in the court having jurisdiction over property disputes in order to establish a party's title to real property. Now what is real property? Real property in English common law, right? Real property, real estate, realty, or immovable property is land, which is the property of some person or all structures, right? Also called improvements or fixtures. Integrated with or fixed to land, including crops, buildings, machinery, wells, dams, ponds, mines, canals, roads. All this is considered real property. The term is historic arising from uh, what they call form of action. Okay? Form of actions were different procedures by which legal claim could be made during uh, much of the history in English common law. So depending on the court, a plaintiff would purchase a writ of chancery, right, which is a bill, which would set in motion series of events eventually leading to a trial in which the medieval common law courts would decide. Okay? So when we talk about real property, we're talking about common law. So personal property was and continues to be all property that is not real property. That could be understood. Okay? So property disputes and personal property disputes are, are, are very different. Okay? Personal ownership of real property, civil law protects the status of real property in real estate markets. Okay? So it's always important to understand that when we're talking about quiet title, we're talking about real property, title to real property, or personal property, having a title, okay, of against anyone, everyone, and thus quiet any challenges or claims to the title. So the legal action is brought to remove what they call um, cloud on the title, right? So in the United States property law, cloud on the title, right, and said again, it's called cloud on title or title defect refers to any irregularity in the chain of title property, usually real property, 
that would give a reasonable person pause before accepting a conveyance of title. So according to Investopedia, any document, claim, unreleased lien, or encumbrance that might invalidate or impair the title of the real property or make the title doubtful. So clouds on title are usually discovered during title searches. Clouded titles and thus be contrasted with a clear title, which indicates that a property is unencumbered, right? So the legal action is brought to remove a cloud on the title. This is why you do a quiet title, you understand? So the plaintiff and those in privity with him may forever be free of claims against the property. So you can go in and claim your shit. Now the action to quiet the title resembles other forms of preventive adjudication, such as what they call declaratory judgment. Now, if you don't know, a declaratory judgment is a declaration. It's the legal determination of a court that resolves legal uncertainty, excuse me, uncertainty for the litigant. So, like, for instance, if you're um, being sued and your ass don't show up for court, they get declaratory judgment against you. Right? Now, the genre of lawsuit is also sometimes called either a tri-title, a trespass to tri-title, or an injectment action, okay, to recover possession of land wrongfully occupied by a defendant. However, there are slight differences. In an injectment action, it is typically done to remove a tenant, or at least in an eviction action, or an eviction after foreclosure. Nonetheless, in some states, all terms are used synonymously. So why would you get evicted from your crib, right? If you're the owner, how can you get evicted? That would mean that you would have to be a tenant. If you're getting evicted, right? Hmm, something to think about. So, the grounds for a quiet title action, right, comprise a complaint that the ownership of the title, right, the parcel of land, the property, right, is defective in some fashion, typically where the title to the property is ambiguous. So, for example, where it has been conveyed that a quick claim deed, and a quick claim deed, right, is a legal instrument that's used to transfer interest in real property. So you could quick claim something to somebody, right? Um, somebody going through issues, I've seen people quick claim deeds over to them in a effort to attempt to try to quiet the title for them, right? So the entity transferring its interest is called the grantor. And when the quick claim deed is properly completed and executed, it transfers any interest the grantor has in the property to a recipient called the grantee. The owner, the grantor, terminates, quits any rights and claims to the property, thereby allowing the right or claim to transfer to the recipient the grantee. This is why people quiet the title and they quit claiming to a trust. Ooh, I just gave away something. Now, unlike other property deeds, the quick claim deed contains no title covenant or thus offers the guarantee of a warranty. Okay. So, what this means is that the grantor cannot guarantee and does not guarantee that he or she has any interest in that property. 
when they transferred, right? You understand what this means? This means that if you quit claim it, right, you got to make sure you quit claim it to the right person. This is why a lot of people quit claim shit and they, they don't, they're not successful with it. Because if you quit claiming it to the wrong thing or the wrong person, there's only white spot on that. So, when you're quieting a title, right, where it has been conveyed by a quit claim deed, in which the previous owners disclaim all the interest, but does not promise that the, the good title is being conveyed, right? So, when you can be a quiet title. So I had a brother I was talking to recently in New York. I'm helping. And he's got a similar issue, right? He's got a house. And he owns the house. And a female friend of his owns the house. And she sold her portion of the house to somebody else's. Excuse me, to somebody else. But here's the problem. When she sold it, she was supposed to under the rules of how they actually brought everything out, right? She was supposed to let somebody know, give due diligence, all that good stuff. She didn't. So, that's a default. He can now quit claim that property to his own trust, quiet the title. Adverse possession, right? So, we talked about a lot tonight. And I still got to let y'all hear this clip. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And we'll come back. I'm going to play this clip for y'all. And then we'll take some calls in the call line. By the way, I had a webinar this past weekend uh, that was supposed to be Saturday. And I was a little disappointed, man. Y'all, y'all didn't support, man. I don't know what happened, man. He had like... Yeah, one person signed up, and and another person signed up the day after. So I gotta do better with y'all support, man. Uh, I do less sem- less webinars and more seminars, man. You know, because it, it takes time to put these things together. So we have rescheduled the seminar. If y'all would like to attend the seminar, it will be Monday or the webinar. Excuse me. The webinar will be Monday. We'll be going over legal briefs and motion. You want to sign up? MakeMoreCommerce.com. All right. Also, we're going to be in Dallas this upcoming week. Saturday, the 24th. All right. A couple days after Thanksgiving. Love to see y'all out there. If you're going to be in the area, come on out. Going to be in Dallas, Texas. All right. Let me give y'all the information right quick. All right, we're going to be in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be at the Dallas Marriott City Center, 650 North Pearl Street, Dallas, Texas, 75201. 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. All right, Jonah Bay and myself. Come on out and holler at us. We'd love to see y'all at the seminar. Now, uh, we will be having a lot of different um, information we're giving out at the seminar, as well as we got new documents. We're going to be in the back selling. There's going to be a lot going on with this seminar, man. So I hope to see some of y'all come out. Also, like I said, I'm going to announce the webinar one more time. We will be doing a webinar tomorrow, 
is tomorrow. You can register on my site, makemorecommerce.com. The webinar will be tomorrow evening. Okay? We're going to do the webinar tomorrow evening. We're going to do it at uh, 7.30 Eastern, tomorrow evening. If you want to get, it's going to be on GoToMeeting. Y'all want to hop on, hop on that. All right, we're going to go over legal briefs, motions. We're going to show you how to do your appeals. And this is good for any case, right? You lose a case, you appeal it, you better know how to answer. You, if you want a, a favorable outcome. All right, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm, I'm going to play this clip for y'all on mortgages because this is really important. I mean, this is like a – this is an important subject. And, and maybe I'll do a webinar at some point and show y'all how to get rid of mortgages. But the truth be told, Jonah already showed y'all. Go get the GSA bonds webinar. It's right there. And you'll learn. Okay? But it's important for me to give you this info so that you can have a proper understanding of the shit storm that we in. So we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. You see right here on the bottom line. Peace to the God. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Welcome to NaturalsHerbs.com Treat yourself to the luxury of nature. Coming soon, 100% natural shea butter, natural moisturizer, just for the skin. NaturalsHerbs.com Come get a health reading and find out exactly what your body is missing. Then check out the herbal elixirs that will get your body back to its optimal level. NaturalsHerbs.com While you're at NaturalHerbs.com, get your fill of any one of the natural herbal elixir teas. They have from 1 to 10 to target specific organs and areas of your temple. For your blood, lungs and respiratory system, male and female organs, digestive tract, skin purification, chakras, rejuvenation of your brain cells, respiratory system, bone and muscle detox. Experience the power of healing at naturalsherbs.com. Get your organic iris sea moss at naturalsherbs.com. Get the most out of your body from naturalsherbs.com. You have to fight the constant attacks being waged against your temple. Free shipping on orders $25 or more. While you're at it, go over to makemorecommerce.com and check out the packages they have to provide you with remedy. That's M-A-K-E-M-O-O-R-C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E.com. Go check it out right now. Law. Put on the mind of God is what you have to do. What does that mean? Go get something. You already got it. El Fatah. Open is your work. The becoming is your work. Everything you need, you got it. If somebody says, 
be ye perfect, you'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can, I know how, I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it. Because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously. It doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If your subconscious keeps making you make mistakes, it's because you keep telling it to do so. And as long as you tell your mind it's broken, it's going to behave like a broken mind. It's going to keep you poor, hungry, and scared. That's imperfect. Turn that shit around. I am G-O-D right now. I am master, able, and noble right now. That's your prayer for transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you, supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... What do you mean, not many? We got so many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking, poor. Quit thinking, I don't have it. I don't... I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I, I can't, I, I, I ain't. I. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win $20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible and the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book, write them numbers down. <laughs> and, 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 and carried him to the wind. Wait a minute, I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. 
she ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money, because a penny is money, and he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> damn supermarket full of steaks. You go in there and buy some damn beans and rice. What is you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get up here. Why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful, pleasant, prosperous life? Who told you you weren't supposed to do that? Nobody but you. Well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. I ain't got shit. It's okey-doke. Yeah. I'm sick. It's okey-doke. I don't know shit. It's okey-doke. Quit <laughs> going Quit going for okey-doke. You hear me? Now I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. Is the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. See? A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always listen. When you stop listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for when you stop listening your own truth take the responsibility of being God how do you get there one way and one way only by desire you have to want to be God you can't get there no other way Psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you. Not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, it, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You, you heard the statement, all oh, grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> And, and find out you might be 25 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L.
on the New Evolution Radio Network. Capital where they murder for capital. Heard about at least three killings this afternoon. Looking at the news like them, I was just with them after school. A shop class, but half the school got a tool. And a I could die any day type attitude. Plus his little brother got shot repping his avenue. It's time for us to stop and redefine black power. 41 souls murdered in 50 hours. The paper murder. Black on black murder. The paper murder. Black on black murder, yeah. Murder, yeah. It's a genocide. Cause I can still hear his mama cries. Know the family traumatized. Shots left holes in his face. About piranha The old pastor closed the cold pastor. Instead the church ain't got enough room for all the tombs. There's a war going on outside when you ain't safe from. I feel the pain of my city wherever I go. 314 soldiers died in Iraq. 509 died in Chicago. I arrived on the day Fred Hampton died. Uh, real, real smoke fly. Here December 21 is supposed to die. So I'm out here celebrating my post demise. If you put crabs in a barrel to ensure your survival, you gon' end up pulling down and down to look just like you. What up, blood? What up, cuz? It's all black. I love us. The paper re-murder. Black on black murder. The paper re-murder. Black on black murder. Celebration of black excellence, black tie, black made back, huh, yeah, uh, black excellence, opulence, decadence, tucked next to the president, a president I dress, and dream, another boutique stores and patties, cheap skin coats, I silence the glam, do you know who I am, Gladys, no cheap cologne, whenever I sh- Success never smelled so sweet. I think of success, the new black elite. Say my black car, bear the mark of the beast. I repeat, my religion is to be. First is like church, but Jesus, peace. I plead, domino, domino. Only spot a few blacks, the higher I go. What's up, well? Shout out to O. That ain't enough, we gon' need a million more. Uh, Kicking the door, uh, Biggie Blow. I'm all 
dressed up with nowhere to go yeah, it's all messed up when it's nowhere to go So we won't take the time out till we reach the T.O.P. For parolees the hold G's, so keys, low keys We like the promised land of the OG's in the past If you picture events like a black tie What's the last thing you expect to see? Black guys, what's the life expectancy? Black guys, the system's working effectively That's why I be a real man Take care of your son Every problem you had before this day is now done New crib, watch the movie Cause ain't nothing on the news but the blues Hit the mall, pick up some Gucci There ain't nothing new but your shoes Sunday morning, praise the Lord You the girl that Jesus has been saving me for So let's savor this moment and take it to the floor Black excellence, truly yours On the bottom line with Joey L on the new Evolution Radio Network. Okay, peace to the gods. Welcome back to the show. You see me right here on the bottom line, right here on the new Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey Bounce L Bay. Why not, right? Alright, so um we've been talking about mortgages tonight. And you know, the interesting thing about these mortgages is that you know, most people just don't have a real grasp on what it is that they sign. Most people never take the time to really study it. I think it's unfortunate, right? Because you got people all over the country who are in this predicament. Right? Probably some of y'all on the line. Now, I'm going to play audio. And this guy does a fantastic job of breaking this down. And I'm going to let him, um, you know, break it down even further for you. So, I want you to sit back and listen. And maybe take some notes. Hopefully you already got your notepad out. Hopefully you was already taking notes. We're going to go into this. And uh, we're going to play it. We're going to come back. Go to the call line. See what y'all got going on out there. All right? So, sit back. Listen to this. And we'll be right back. This is about mortgages now. Here we go. Because I, I welcome this opportunity to chat with everybody, and thank you for taking time out of your evening and uh, giving the old man your ear. Here's here's really what uh, what has transpired. You know, if you uh, look back when you bought a home, you went to the bank and you filled out some paperwork. And one of the pieces of paper that you signed was your mortgage. And it was notarized and it was recorded with the deeds, register of deeds or uh, uh, clerk of uh, county, clerk of court, whatever. Okay? And the other piece of paper that you filled out and signed was a promise. And let's say you borrowed $400,000. Well, you signed a piece of paper where you promised to pay that man across the table or his representative 
$400,000 over a period of 30 years or 20 years or whatever the term was. But you signed that piece of paper and it was not notarized. But it was like signing a blank check. But it was a promise to pay which made it a negotiable instrument. Now, when you process, when you gave signed that paper, you thought that the bank was going to give you $400,000. That's what you thought. Well, when you signed that piece of paper, what did they give you? They didn't give you anything yet. You just signed the document, and that piece of paper became an asset for that bank. It was now an asset that they owned. You no longer owned it. Yours was a promise to pay. So that asset was now $400,000 of theirs, and here's what they did with it. They didn't give you any money yet, but they took that asset and they created a bond, just like you would bail your nephew out of jail. They created a bond, and that bond went, they took it to the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve gave them approximately 10 times the amount of your promise to pay. Now, let's say your promise to pay was 400000 The Federal Reserve create, uh, gave them a credit of about $4 bucks. Now, how much money have they put up? They have put up absolutely zero. They leveraged, leveraged, and the, the technical word for it is monetized, but they leveraged your promise to pay to create four million bucks. And they still had your promise to pay. They kept it. They just created a bond. They then took your promise to pay to another party, and we'll call that party a wholesaler, and that wholesaler took it to what we call an aggregator or trustee. And it was then sold to a trust. And 95% of the trusts are in New York. So it was sold on Wall Street. Well, where did the money come from for this note? Where did it come from? Well, the trust filed before you even applied for that note. The trust filed what we call an 8K filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and we'll call it the Rosado Trust. And they told the Securities and Exchange Commission that they were going to uh, uh, sell investment certificates, and they were uh, uh, what we call mortgage-backed securities, or they were called CDOs, collateralized collateralized debt obligations, whatever fancy term they called it, that note was, was the security for these folks to induce certificate holders or investors. Now, let's just say the folks that are listening to this phone call, let's say they represent the uh, uh, school teachers in their area. So the school teachers' pension plan invested $10 million each into this trust that was backed by your promise to pay. So they were they were given 
oh, let's say 6% return on their investment. But you were paying maybe 7%. So the trust was earning money, okay? Now, those certificates, okay, that were purchased by the investors, okay, that money went back to the bank that you signed that promise to pay with, and that's where the funds came from for you to buy your house. Wow. Wow. Listen to this for a minute. That piece of paper that was never notarized traveled all around the world, gathering a lot, a lot of money. It created $4 million for the bank in credit on your signature. It also induced a lot of school teachers' pension plans or firefighters' pension plans to invest into that trust. They got an investment certificate, and the funds came backwards to the bank, and the bank then uh, through the uh, title company, they provided the $400,000 to purchase the house. Good deal. Very good deal. For who? For the bank. They got $4 million in credit and didn't put up a nickel. Now, the trustee for this trust, he is uh, provided what we call a pooling and services agreement. That's his uh, management book. That's his rules. That's what he has to follow to comply with the SEC rules. So in that pooling and services agreement, there's a clause in there that says, if you fail to pay your mortgage, they they uh, uh, entered into an insurance contract so that if that mortgage wasn't paid, the insurance company would pay it. But the money wouldn't go to you. It would go to the trust. So then we call that a credit default swap, and the insurance company is, listen to this, AIG. Now, when you got in trouble and, you know, you lost your job or your overtime or for whatever reason, you tried to contact the bank and you got the runaround. You ended up talking to this person, that person, submit these papers. Oh, we lost them. Submit them again. And all that crap that goes with it. But you were told we can't help you until you're 90 days late. Everybody's heard that. Well, guess what happened on day 91? On day 91... The insurance policy that the trustee entered into with AIG triggered a payoff and the trust received the full amount of the note regardless of how much you paid on your mortgage. They got the full amount of the note. So if the note was insured for 400000 the trust got 400000 but here's a mystery here, and I'll explain it as easy as I can. The Federal Reserve allowed the trust 
to leverage that $400,000 note 30 times. So they created 30 different levels. Now your $400,000 note is purchased by other lenders and along we go. So let's go back to the default. The AIG paid off the note when it was 91 days late. So at this point, who has lost any money? Nobody except AIG or insurers like that. Sol Smith, Solomon, Barney Brothers and all that stuff. Now, someone attempts to foreclose. And let's say the lender that you got the note from, they're going to foreclose on you. Or the trust is going to foreclose on you. Or let's say it's Wells Fargo acting as trustee for Bear Stearns Trust. Well, they're trying to steal the house because nobody has any skin in the game. They've all been paid commissions, and they've been very successful in stealing houses. Hmm, what happened here? Well, I sat in the Fort Myers courtroom many times, and I watched folks, average folks, lose their house in five minutes because they didn't have an idea of what to do, didn't know where to go for an answer, and didn't have any money. Now, in this foreclosure arena, so I'll call it a football field, in this field of litigation, the only players are the consumers who have enough money to pay an attorney. And what is he doing? He's delaying the time so that you maybe save a couple of months of rent or, or mortgage payments. But at the end of the, game, end of the day, when you pull the shade down, turn the lights out, he wins a dismissal without prejudice, which means the bank that is foreclosing, who doesn't have any skin in the game, will come back again in a month and try to foreclose, try to foreclose again. MERS... Uh, technically is Mortgage Electronic Registration Systems. They were formed by the banks, and the banks became members. And MERS, at the closing table, is named as the nominee lender. They take, they take possession of the mortgage electronically. Not the hard copy, but electronically. MERS, their theory is and was that by they being the nominee lender and having possession of the mortgage electronically, they believe that the note followed the mortgage. And there are some judges who don't understand this who agreed with that. However, the U.S. Supreme Court in 1872 said if the note and the mortgage are separated because one secures the other, if they're separated, they're both null and void. And to simplify it, if you were going to buy my car 
you're not going to give me the check until I give you the title. The keys to the car are one thing, but the title is another thing. Now, MERS took possession of the mortgage, but they could not take possession of the note because the Kansas Supreme Court ruled that they are not a lender. With that being said, your loan was bifurcated. That's a legal word. Bifurcated right at the closing, but you didn't know that. Now, that means your chain of title was broken. So, fast-forwarding ahead, we simply said, and this uh, workbook that I created, and I'm the only layman that I know of, and I've been told this, that's ever been approved by the Florida Bar to teach attorneys about this subject. I've subsequently been approved by the Georgia Bar, the Wisconsin Bar, the Nevada Bar, and other states to follow. So that's quite an accomplishment for a little white-haired old man to be able to be certified to teach attorneys. What you need is a securitization audit, which follows the paper trail from the time you closed until it enters into the trust, and a Bloomberg financial report that pulls out all of the financial information about the trust. When you have that information, and it's accompanied with an affidavit sworn under the penalty of perjury, you now have evidence, you now have admissible evidence to the court that the note was paid off when the insurance or credit default swap was triggered. Well, if the note was paid off, who is damaged? Who is damaged? Nobody. The only logical people with a claim to that house, only logical people, would be the insurance company that paid out the claim. But now, here's the here's the uh, end of my story tonight, and then I'll open it up for questions. If you have your vehicle insured by, let's say, Geico, and you total it, Geico will write you a check for the value of the vehicle, but who owns the salvage rights? Think about that for a minute. Write your question down. Think about it. The salvage rights are owned by GEICO. They then part it out or salvage, sell it, whatever, so they can minimize their losses. Well, in the foreclosure arena, the insurance company is GEICO, and if they paid off the certificate holders, then they would have a claim to the house. Logical. Except, except they insured unsecured notes. Remember, at the closing table, MERS became the nominee lender. It separated the note from the mortgage. The U.S. Supreme Court says that they're separated. They're both null and void. 
Well, Geico insured unsecured notes because the notes that were not accompanied by the mortgage or vice versa. Therefore, they had no claim on the wreck or the house. Whew. Now. So essentially they're double well, dipping. Or, or, or double dipping and triple dipping absolutely. even. Absolutely. And today Geico has a big time lawsuit against Bank of America because Geico, I'm not Geico, my God. When you get my age, you can invent words. AIG has a major lawsuit against Bank of America because Bank of America defrauded them on the quality of the loans. The loans were rated AAA by uh, Standard & Poor's or Moody's or whatever, when in fact they slid into that pile of loans, they slid, slid in some toxic loans, some, some uh, uh, marginal loans, and GEICO ended up paying based on misrepresentation. Wow, what a hornet's nest. You, here's what you do. And I did this with Regions Bank. I walked into the bank and I said to the girl, I want to talk to the president. The bank has dirty diapers and they really smell. Well, he's in conference. I said, it's no problem. I'll just drop the diapers right here. In less than 30 seconds, he comes out of his office and he said, I overheard the conversation. What's the problem? I said, you've got dirty diapers. There's fraud in, this, in these loans. Now, what do you want to do? Do you want to litigate or do you want to negotiate? And so he called his legal department, and I said, here's the proof. You people have already been paid. What do you want to do? And it stopped all the activity in court because you had proof. And that's the value of the securitization audit in the Bloomberg Financial Report. So if I were a real estate investor, I would not rely on any modification because you're dealing with someone who doesn't own the note. Remember, remember earlier in the conversation, a lawyer here in Cape Coral and a real estate broker, they were partners, they paid the bank $156,000, and Randy, I think you saw the article, and the bank didn't mm -hmm. own it. So if I'm an investor, how the hell do I know who owns the who owns the note? So the only way I can find out who owns the note so I can sit across the table and cut a deal is to flush them out of the woodwork. And how do you flush them out? You sue them. Wow, this old man's got a lot of enthusiasm, okay? The ability to walk into the bank and say to the bank, to the president of the bank, you have dirty diapers. Do you want to litigate or you do you want to negotiate? And they always would rather negotiate. And then it's a question of how much money they will take based on today's value. So if a if a home had a mortgage of four hundred thousand and it's worth two hundred thousand today, banks are negotiating today's value. Now, can the individual homeowner negotiate? No. 
No, because then the bank says, well, why don't you pay me in the first place? All right. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, quite a bit of information. Make sure you have the time to go back through this audio, sit with that and listen to that. Um, I mean, he hits on all of the points that we've talked about tonight. Um, so, I, you know, listen, this mortgage thing goes deep. But the bottom line is that we're talking about securities, unsecured at that, okay? Because, you know, uh, when you have qualified investors, right, and you have unqualified investors. All right, so we're going to take some calls. Um, and by the way, by the way, I don't open up the chat a lot, right? And I don't, I don't do that because most of the time I'm not in front of the computer. But if you're gonna come on the chat, you know, you talk your shit. I don't, that don't bother me. But if you're gonna come on the chat and be disrespectful, I'm gonna kick you out. And if you can't come in and be respectful, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow you to stay in the chat. That's just what it is. And if you got something you want to say, voice your opinion. You more than welcome to come on the air and do that. All right, the lines is wide open. All right, eight one three seven two zero. What's up? Peace to God. How you doing, George? Good man. The phone was a little uh, got some static there. Oh shit! Hold on, bro. Hello. Yep. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I had them down. Um, it plugged the bugs in. Yeah, man, this this mortgage information, this one, this a new one for me. Uh, I ain't at that level yet, but I've been listening in on your last couple shows, how you did the mortgages and stuff. I've been listening in, but it's so I'm still dealing with the trust prospect, trying to get all that information in, and this one just, well, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I agree. It is, and if you've never heard it before, it could be a little overwhelming. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But my thing is, okay, say if you um did want to, say you you got you applied for and got a mortgage, right? And you want to use the uh, full satisfaction to claim and try to discharge it. Will that, that process work? I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> I doubt why? Because it. it's a government hey, loan? Okay. That, yes, that and the fact that, like I said, mortgage-backed securities is what keeps the United States floating. Understand? Mm. Yeah. So, they got a, they, what I'm saying is they got a best interest not to let that, you know what I'm saying, uh, go. So, they basically, like, I mean, that's a hard-won fight, is what I'm saying to you. Mortgages are a hard-won fight. Now, I have seen people win their mortgages, and I've also seen people pay their mortgages off. Your boy Jonah, he paid uh-huh. his off. He used the GSA bonds. Mm. The GSA bonds work for um, government loans, too? Federal GSA bonds. They got to be federal. There's a difference, though. You know, there's, there's state GSA bonds, and then there's federal GSA bonds. So you got to use the federal ones. Oh. Oh, okay. So the state ones won't work for trying to deal with mortgages because it's on the federal level, okay? Exactly. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, don't listen to me, brother, trying to soak up all the knowledge I can get. I have some other questions, but I don't want to get off topic. So we got, we got a question, go ahead. Okay. And by the way, if you're sitting online, you want to keep, keep listening to the show, you can call in now. Because once we hit the five-minute mark, the show will go in the overtime. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I had did the... Um, Remember, I was talking, talking to you and Jonah the other day about when I did the, uh, I called the IRS and they hung up on the phone up on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so check this out. This is what I did after that. I'm hot-headed and shit. I went on, I followed a king process. You know how you told us how to do the CPM with the 980 and all that stuff? So I did it with the trust. Uh-huh. And they, they issued me a trust EIN. It was an 83-6. And then he had came on with a robo response saying that you need to file a 1041 for your employees and all this crazy shit right here. Let me ask uh-huh. you a question. What kind, of trust, what kind of trust was you trying to set up? I was trying to set up a, uh, well, doing the on online, I remember y'all told me I have to register. It got to be, your trust need to be a church. So I applied as a church and they gave me that EIN. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let, let me rephrase that. Are you trying to set up a business, or are you trying to set up a trust? No. It was just, it was for um trying to set up uh the car trust. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, you got the A three, so that's the trust. Car trust. All right. Cool. Yep. I ain't got no problem with the way you do. I'm good with that. That's actually, yeah. I'd, that's actually, yeah. That's actually good shit. That's like the that's like the testimony almost. Good shit. Oh, that was up. That was up. Yeah, I just followed the process, and um, when because I put the nine eight as a responsible party, they let me do it and everything. Yeah, well, that's how they supposed to do it. Okay. They know okay. what's up. And, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. But okay, doing the um, I understand it's another step to do the Massachusetts Business Trust. It's mm-hmm. like a couple of different steps you have to take. And I was trying to figure out those steps. You need to set up a conversation with me. I'll go over that with you in the private. All right. All right. Peace to the God. That's all I got for you today, brother. Okay. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. And I just did a show what, last weekend on Massachusetts Business Trust, I think. I think that was, yeah, yeah. Go go to the archives and set up a concert with me, bro. I got you. Three three six seven two two seven. Peace, Joey B. Why not? Oh man, yeah. I, I I hope you brought all in the pool pit with you. We are gonna need them tonight. I got some niggas we need to knock out. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Word, man. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Yeah, man. You you you're on a deep topic, man. In fact, I'm gonna keep it real, you know, with the listeners, man. I had to fight back tears when I thought about what you was going in on, man. I, I fought these people for seven years, yo, and oh, kept th- them th- back. I, I saw my pops go through it, man. I, yeah, I, I'm with you 100%, <sighs> wow. man. I saw my pops lose his crib. You know what I'm saying? That's I, I, first time crazy, I see my old man get tears, dog. So I understand the passion behind that, man. I, Man, I talk from experience. It, you know, 
it's real, man. It's 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 what led me to hindsight from the day one, man. You know, and yeah, well, we was searching all manner of remedies to try to deal with that thing, man. And um, I don't know, man, but I, I'm you know I still got a little fight in me about this matter, so I appreciate the topic tonight, man. Really do. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, I, I had to bring it out. It's been, it's kind of been on my on my mind. You know what I'm saying? A few people have asked me about it, and then I had a sister, and then I had. This week, I'm like, man, I got to talk about this because a lot of people are still dealing with this issue, and it's not that we don't want to deal with it. It's just that there's so much shit behind dealing with mortgages, man. Like you really got to be prepared for the it's loan. It's so though. corrupt. It's so corrupt, man. Yeah. Until the last yeah, time I get, I got. Man, the last time I got out of court with with the fight, I ended up receiving an order that was unsigned by the judge. Yeah, it's a land grab. Exactly, man. Exactly. I'm thinking, man, about um getting that because I already got the, the 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 warranty deed, you know, authenticated in the whole nine. I'm thinking about going on putting that in that in that nine UCC filing, man. And uh yeah, you and see what's up with them. You should What's your quiet thought, man? Title. I think you should and then quiet the title. Word. Word. I don't do that, man. Cause that may be flashing aside talk. You know, and 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 just one more thing, man. I checked into uh something here that that came up on me, man. It's called the Torrens Act, T O R R E N S Act, man. And uh, that's a very old act on the books, man. I don't know if you heard of that, but I've been researching oh, it, man, and it's pretty heavy. Educate me on it. Educate me on it. Yo, man, let me let, let me well, let me let me just say this, man. You know. You know, first of first of all, man, you you my teacher, so so, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm honored, student, man. So I'm let me say this. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, and I'm a student too. So you know, my ego ain't ain't big enough. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean, nigga? I can man, learn. that's a that's a honor, man. Word up, man. That's an honor, man. Real talk, Joey B. You man, you you uh, you uh, you like mentor, man. Appreciate it, God. Word. Yeah. But anyway, man, this, look, man, this was in 1858 by this Sir Robert Torrens, T-O-R-R-E-N-S, man. And and this is okay. a uh, ship registry system, okay? And, and it is, um, right, it's called a Torrens system. And, it, and what it is, it's a certificate of title of... Uh, Fight, wherein basically what happens, man, is that the state guarantees the owner's title. And so the process mm. should begin with a court proceeding that involves court approval of the examination of the history of the title by the title examiner. And so the title examiner is like an attorney, you know, appointed by the court. And what he do he signs off on it by saying, "Is this a is this is this a legitimate title or no?" And if it is, then the court issues you a torrent certificate, and that becomes final. Now let me ask you a question. Yeah, is that is that in the state of New Jersey, or or, or did you find it that can be? 
Exactly. Every state, every one state need they need to kick their state for the Torrens Act. Some states have have abolished it. Okay, but so many of the states still have it on their books, and they don't want nobody to know about it. A court file procedure. Is we yeah we almost and, and see that that goes into that that whole thing too about a load of your title. Right. Right, right, Dude, and it's so it's so deep, man. Who has felonial title? Well, well, you, you're I mean, supposed he, to. I said that takes yeah. into the question of who has the felonial title. Ah, oh. yes, we're supposed to have the felonial title. Yes, we are. But what? But, but most but what don't they right. So then the process of this man is so deep until when I asked for the paperwork, um, and wrote the attorney general for the paperwork, man, they didn't even want to respond. Yeah. So 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 just for the listeners, man, just to shoot that out there to them, man, check their state for that Torrance Act. And see what they come up with. Yo, I'm gonna do some research on that with myself. Thank you for dropping that, brother. No problem, God. I appreciate the honor to do that and be of help. You know. Thank you. All right, God. Uh, so, so, so I'm yeah. out then. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, God. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, I'm gonna get with you. Peace to God. All right, peace. Five zero four nine seven five. What's happening? You got it, brother. What's up, Joey? It's all good. How are you? I'm all right. I um, I got. I, I was in Miami. I think I was at the seminar in Miami. Um, okay. They trying to tear down my grandparents' house. Um, code enforcement. I need to get a consultation with you. Okay. No problem. You gotta go to my website, makemorecommerce.com. Be happy to talk with you. Okay. How soon you think it'll be before I can talk to you? Once I do that. I I got a pretty open schedule tomorrow. Then I got maybe two consoles tomorrow. You can book in tomorrow if you like. Okay, I'm gonna call early and book it. Okay, no problem. That's all I got to say, brother. Okay, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Peace. All right, let's go to uh, 786-290 on the bottom line. Peace. What's going on, Joe? It's all good, bro. How are you? Man, pretty good, pretty good. They're trying to, you know, get things going for me. Uh, I came in late on the show, but... uh. Uh, damn, I'm glad I got, I'm glad I jumped on. I said, "Shit, it's a nice Sunday. <laughs> Let me go to church." <laughs> but uh, oh, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I got some positive news. Uh, I finally got my CPN working, and um, oh, this shit. Yeah, I got a, I got a bank account from it. Thank you, man. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been got the CPM, but I never did nothing with it. I finally decided to do something with it, and now I'm actually applying for this car credit, and it's crazy because I don't even have any credit cards through it. No credit card or secure credit card want to accept me, 
But this dealership is uh, is actually uh, saying some real promising things. So I'm like, damn, I'm getting the car before the credit card. That's crazy. Uh, so, be told, um, you, you can do this within the state number as well, but you can go get an apartment the day you get the number, you know, without any credit. You know, that's, that's how crazy it is. They be like, so you never used your credit before? He's like, no, nah, I ain't never mm. used my credit before. <laughs> and then they just, you know, they'll extend you some credit. Mm. Now, so the estate, the state number that the, that the CPN created. What you say? You talking about the estate, the same estate number that the CPN created through the IRS? No. Uh, well, your your estate number is created through the IRS, yes, but it has nothing to do with the CPN. Well, well, you know when you when you go to the IRS and you set up the CPN, you know you 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 uh. You do the, the steps or whatever for the CPN and go to the IRS. Yes. They yes. give you they yes. give you an interstate number for it. Yeah. This is true. They do give you a number for that, and and I know what you're talking about. Um, it's funny because me and John had not- this, this 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 discussion. I'm not particularly for. I understand why why the number should be registered, and I get it, right? And and I I kind of agree with Akeem on that on that it should be registered, but I'm not really particularly for doing it. Um, just because I'm just not for doing it. Like I, I really couldn't tell you why, to be honest with you. But I don't, I don't intermingle. Like, so what I do is, is I really do try to keep shit private. You know what I mean, that CPN, I don't, I ain't want them niggas knowing I had a CPN. Keep it one hundred with you. But I understand why it's done, and it's done for specific reasons. If you, if you do decide to register it, you know. Cool, but they okay. say no. Okay. You can move around with it, you know, establish your credit with it, and whatnot. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look more deep into that. I'm gonna look a little more deep into that because you know I got the um I was I I missed your class, man. I couldn't go to that to the and I wanted to go to it so bad. Uh, I don't miss my damn class, man. <laughs> man, I, I, it's, I don't know why. I guess. I only had, bro, only had one person that registered for the class. And to be honest with y'all, man, I got to have at least five people on the class, man, for me to even conduct a webinar. You know, I got to mm. get the people. So, man, do it, I'm glad to hear that. Hey, so, it's tomorrow. Anybody wants to hop on and just register? It's tomorrow? Yeah, we're doing it tomorrow. Oh shit! Not how much? How much you charging yeah, for it? Uh, the webinar is one seventy five. And it's and coming with the, and you said it's coming with all of the paperwork and stuff. Not this webinar. If we join the web- webinar. Well, excuse me. Not, not this webinar. The webinar that came with the paperwork was the car title webinar. We gave out uh, documents on that one. This one don't come with no documents. Okay. Okay. That's cool. It's cool. Some of the doc- see the yeah. thing is, is some of the documents some of the documents it's on the webinar. Yeah, like some of them be on the webinar because if you're astute enough, you know, you can do your thing, go in and copy them and do what you gotta do. But you know, like we, we we have to make them separate because of the time that goes into actually putting them together. Shit, I know that's right. Let me see. Upcoming webinar if legal brief. It's so time consuming. I don't think niggas really understand how time consuming it is to put a 
to put a uh, legal brief together. My man, you said to tell you, but I was up all night one night doing a legal brief. It took me about six hours to do it. Damn. So, okay, okay. My, pur- my purpose of doing the webinar is to try to cut some of that time out for people, you know, who are doing cases that are going into appeals and get them an educational process on, you know, like a step-by-step, you do this, you do this, you do this. Instead of trying to research it and figure out, or oh, how do I do this? What's my next step? What motion do I put in? That shit get confusing. Oh, okay. I'm looking at your website now. This, um, yeah, this is something. This is something I haven't even, uh, I haven't even uh, studied up on this. I thought we was talking about your, uh, the uh, other webinar that you was that you that you had hosted oh, you a couple weeks back. You missed that. Yeah, you missed that one. The privatization webinar. You missed that one. Yeah, that's the one I wanted. I was like, damn. Yeah, that was on the bill now. Ooh, that car title discharge webinar? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, okay, damn. No, that was one we did months ago. We did that one like about four months ago. Me and Hoop did that one. The one you're talking about, the privatization webinar, is the one we did, the beginner's privatization webinar. We did that one last weekend or two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the one where you said you were going to teach us, you were going to teach us the ins and out of the, the ins and out of, of uh, damn, I'm, I'm getting a blank, of the of the car trust or we, the unincorporated, the incorporated uh, religious uh, assembly? No, uh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to, we changed it to, we didn't do that one. <laughs> Just because, like, um, we be trying not to step on each other's toes. So, like, if I know that Akeem or Jonah's going to do a webinar or something, you know what I'm saying, or they know I'm going to do one or something, we try not to step on each other's toes. But it's been so long since Jonah did a webinar on going private that it was it was okay for me to do that because he ain't going to teach that no time soon again. The niggas on mm-hmm. other shit, so... <laughs> you know, we mm-hmm. like, I could I could do a webinar right now on banking and show niggas how to go into private banking, but I, but it's not the right time. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Shit, that's that's what's up, man. I might I might um that means I have do I got time. <laughs> well, we all got time. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I, I was. I'm still studying. Yeah, hopefully all of this, all of this war going around. You know, rumors of war going around. You know, you just gotta stay. You know, gotta keep your mind steady. You know. But um. They only drop you. Like my mama used to say. Yeah, it's funny because my, my mom used to say, if they draft you into the service, we're just gonna break your leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. You know, my my people from 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 uh from you know out the country. They from Honduras. It's funny how Honduras going through all of this shit right now. You know, they getting a bad rap or whatever. But they from Honduras. Yeah, they had yeah. a drive when my dad was around, and they was going around in a big army truck scooping people up like like it was modern day slavery. Basically, they scooped you up. They took you in. And my dad said, "Yeah, that's the only way too." You get, he said, "It's the same thing you just said." Hell yeah! <laughs> said, boy, no, no, if you get caught, you, yo, you break that leg. <laughs> Come on, man! They come and scoop you up, man. And don't let them, you know. And, and don't let it be, you know, a default on the debt when they start picking up they 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 debt. And then they come and see <clears> everybody. 
people still don't <clears> their U.S. citizenship. Then they come and do the trains. But people could say that's far fetched, but they already got the they already got the camps, the people camps. Yeah, they already got them, man. The old Walmart. Yeah. I've seen it, bro. They, I, I've actually seen them on my own eyes. They turn the Walmarts into the FEMA camps, bro. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. It's all it's all connected, man. They, it's a reason why they was the biggest they they the biggest uh uh real estate. They got they got one everywhere. Even in the most remote towns they got Walmart. Yep. Sure do. Come on, man. All right. Well know um <laughs> let, let me go let me go uh ask you about the webinar that I do have, that third party debt collector part two. You know, I'm still yeah. still working on it. And um and um Heavy. so my one of my big questions was when you were teaching the part about the actual damages. Now I've been trying to look up case case law and stuff on how to word it. You know, I've been real nervous on how to word it. To make it to not make my to not make them dismiss it for frivolous for a frivolous you know reason. So I want to make it sound like you know, all right, you, it's impermissible credit pool. How, how do I actually word these? Because I think you said on the webinar to put them in. Um, let me open up the document. If I'm on the document, you said put them around the uh, the the factual allegations, right in between five and six, somewhere like that. Yeah, what do you and, again? I'm sorry. Ask me that again. So on the on on filing my on filing my verified complaint for damages with the court. Okay. Yes. Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna file one against a, against some a, a, a debt collector who, who who pulled my credit right and permissively. Yep. Okay, that's correct. Now on the on the on the actual damages, how would I word that? You know what I mean? How would I word them? I don't oh. know if I'm accurate so, correctly, but so 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 your actual damages are just that. You're your actual damages, how you were actually damaged. Um, I was damaged because uh, I wasn't able to get that job I wanted this year because they ran my credit. Um, and that, as a result of their uh, willful violations to stay in my credit, um, I didn't make that. I didn't make that that employment um, that was going to pay me two hundred fifty thousand. So I could have bought that new house this year. So I'm set back further, and now I don't have the income I was supposed to have, all because of this shit that was on my credit. That type of shit. That's a real damage, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. There's another I like to give people the example of. It's called um, an act of contortion, right? A lot of people have never heard of contortion, but contortion essentially is when you've been damaged to the point where you can no longer uh, be aroused by your partner, right? Or you and your partner suffer in the bedroom um, because y'all wasn't able, you know, you, you, you wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, you was damaged, you know, you're not yeah. thinking clearly, you know, with your big head, so your little head ain't thinking, <laughs> ain't, ain't doing nothing, you know, that, I, but these are real, but these are real damages, though, that people have used, real defenses, well, you can make that bread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it may sound funny, but like, my nigga, it could be a thing, you'd be like, you go to the doctor, 
You know what I'm saying? Have a doctor give you a note. Yeah, man. He, you know, he, he's having problems. We had to prescribe him, uh, you know, these pills, you know, extends or whatever, you know, and, you know, and it's unfortunate. You know, have a doctor write you a note, and that goes in as evidence. That all that shit, you know, counts as real damages. Whatever your real damages were. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it, it doesn't really, you know, it, it doesn't it's really matter how you word it or anything. That's exactly what my problem it, is. It you know, I couldn't get the car I wanted, it. couldn't get the place I wanted. Yeah, so let, so let me say this. You always want to word it so that relief can be granted to you. Because that, that's important, right? Because you don't want them to mm-hmm. be for failure to state the claim. So you always want to state your claim. And when you're stating your claim, Remember, how was I damaged? Why was I damaged? When was I damaged? Where was I damaged? What do I want for the damages? Mm. That's deep. All of that has to get fed on there. What do we yeah. want? Okay. Money. We want it now. <laughs> remember that, J- remember that, uh, that J.G. Wentworth commercial? Uh, it's my money and I want it now. Write <laughs> that in the complaint. <laughs> That's funny, man. Okay, okay, hey, okay. All right, bro. I hope you, I hope you understand, man. You got some more questions man. to get at me in the project. All right, sure enough, sure enough, man. Thanks again right. for your teaching. Peace. Okay. Yeah. No doubt. Peace. All right. Let's go to uh, one 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 anonymous. Peace, Peace. Uh, how are you? Okay, how are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty I know good. you're doing good. Mm-hmm. I'm alright. Relax. Okay. Sunday. Good. Good thing. You know, hung out with my mama today. And, you know, got me some breakfast. You know, it's a Sunday. What can I say? Yeah, chill. So what's good? How's everything with you? How's your um your other half? Oh, he good. Still studying to right. get this straight. Um, sound like you said was saying on that mortgage that uh quick claim it to the to the trust um before they put it in their trust. Hell yeah, you supposed to really you supposed to do that shit in the beginning, like Damn near yeah. as soon as you sign the note. <laughs> you gotta beat them to the punch. Yeah. Supposed to, but if you don't, you go back and try to be retroactive about it. That's why donors always tell people, well, you quit claiming it, but ain't no guarantee because it's not. Oh, it ain't no guarantee. Ain't never no guarantee. I, I don't think that there's ever a civil bullet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with any of this stuff. Because anything that can happen will happen, but I think that you always have the ability, always have the ability to, um, you know, have a little recourse. Yeah, but that's way ahead of me anyway. So it was interesting to listen to. But I'm still on the uh, uh, student loan, and I heard you. Talk about the FDC affidavit, and what did I need to put with that? 
So when you do FTC, when you do FTC affidavit, you actually don't have to put nothing with it. Um, and okay. here's here's the cool Not thing about it. Not even a copy of the license. I think it's a copy. Nah, nah, you know, FTC affidavit can be used by itself, right? But here's the thing about using okay. FTC affidavit. They've tried to change it over the years in terms of how you use it, right? Because it used to be a, you had to get a police mm-hmm. a police report, and you had to get it notarized. Then then you only had to get it notarized, right? Then you couldn't print yeah, it offline. You, say that. you had to do it online. And it's like, yeah, listen, I got the old forms. I still print them shit down and get it notarized. And, and you get notarized? You get them notarized. Yeah, you, you print it down, you get it notarized. Mm-hmm. If you want to put a police report behind it, you can Right, the police reports for identity but it's not because they, they, it's not necessary, no. But they did steal your identity. Okay. Now, ask me how they steal your identity. And what's that? So they stole your identity. Ask me how they did it. Ask them how you did it. They stole your did. identity. How did they steal your uh-huh. identity? You know how they sell your identity? Why is identity theft? Why is it identity theft? Do you understand I'm why? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Hold on. Okay. Do you understand why it's identity theft? Yeah. They, um, the process they're using is illegal. Of course it is. But I didn't do that. They stole your information. Mm-hmm. Go make more money without giving you full knowledge. Mm-hmm. Full knowledge mm-hmm. of the contract. Okay. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peel that out then. And can I... Did you say something? No, go ahead. I'm listening to you. And, uh... Can I put all of them on there or just the student loan? You can put anything that's on your credit report, you you can put on there. Okay, Okay, one more question. Can I, if I I plan on suing, should I wait and take the other ones off later and just do the student loan? So, you know, it's up to you. I mean, you know, if you want to do one at a time, you want to hit them all at once, that's kind of your discretion, whatever you can deal with. No, I'm saying, well, the, uh, the question was, um, you got the question. When I, <laughs> should I, should I, should I, you know, if you take them away and you plan on suing, is mm. that still possible? If, if you take or what away? Or just wait? And then two for two it all do it at all together, or does it matter? Well, I think you gotta be a little bit more specific with your questioning. If, if I take okay, one, let's say I one. take off of everything, everything off my credit, I just cleaned it off. They took it uh, all off. Uh-huh. Now well, okay, I want to see. Okay, so what I always recommend to people is that you have to understand that when when something comes off of your credit, right, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until, they add, until they decide okay. they want to add it back on through some kind of mischievous way. Now, once it's gone, you can always go back and be retrospective about it, right? And say, hey, this came off my credit. I was reporting. 
Y'all damaged me either way for the time that y'all was in my credit. I need to be paid, right? That's a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Or you can okay. go the other route, right? And you can just challenge everything mm-hmm. straight up. Okay. Oh, and I just say, somebody disabled, if you don't have any children, you can also fill out a, a form. Did I hear you right? Say that again about disabled kids. <laughs> oh, never mind. I must have listened. I, I be struggling trying to hear you. I can't really hear you. I'm trying to find me a speaker or something to you put on this computer. Is my volume huh? low? I got my volume on the way I got my volume all the way up today. I know. I, I, uh, I just can't hear you. Okay. Well, I thought you said something but, but about you, women you without children. That this... Women without children? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know there's a law they passed recently mm-hmm. where if you if you like, I think, 30 and up, you don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. You never had any children at 30 and up, you're considered to be disabled. Mm-hmm. You you can get a you can get a doctor to sign up on that, and then under being disabled under under that under the Disabilities Act and all of that, you can have all the loans and shit discharged. You over certain. Well, what the doctor years. gonna say? Oh, you shit! Got no what's wrong with you? I mean, I don't know. I, who 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 knows? Like like I'm I'm thirty. I ain't got no kids, right? I know I can create them. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with me, but. A yeah. doctor may say different, right? According to how they have written the laws. The laws say you okay. at a certain age, you ain't had no babies, you disabled. What's so wrong with you? You ain't co-producing. What's wrong with you? According to the law, <laughs> under Caesar's law. Okay. So yeah, okay. so yeah, it actually is a law. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and see what this FTC and uh, offhand. you got to do a little research on. Me. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you're not asking me about the same stuff, though, that you was, you know, I think we had a stretch for like a good seven, eight months. You was asking me the same questions over and over about. <laughs> I just knew you were going to start. You just so, had to say something, right? So, <laughs> so, you know, oh, this I, is hard. I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm one of those people. It's hard. Uh, this is really hard for me. You know, I feel real bad because I usually, that's all right. it's the only thing in my that's life right I struggle with. Uh, that's all right. It takes more time. time than that's all right. Man, this, this stuff takes time. You know, it's uh, yep. it's intricate. They didn't design it to be easy for people. It's just crazy. Hell no, it's not embarrassing. Yeah, it's just it, what it is. We we all learning. It's but the young curve. brothers seem to get it quick. Man, it's like I'm just struggling. Nah, I was like, well, believe me, some some of these niggas is struggling too. Believe okay. it or not. Now, it's, it's some sharp brothers out here. Don't get me wrong. It's some sharp sisters, too. But some of these niggas are struggling, too, with learning information. Hell, I tell you, in the beginning, I was struggling, picking some of it up, and then it just clicked. I was like, oh, I get it. So, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for that day. And I'm just so surprised it ain't coming yet. When does it come? It, 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 it already came. You it just then. ain't realized it. Okay, thank you for saying that. One day you're going to wake up and it's all going to make sense to you. Thank you for saying that. I need all It was all the dream. The I can get. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It's all good. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it, Joey. All right, no doubt. Be cool. Okay, talk to you soon. Peace. All right, peace. 917-796. What's going down? Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods.
you got for me? How's it going? Testimony or something? What you got? Um, <laughs> no, nah, I was just calling because I wanted to, uh, you know, um, actually great topic today. You know, I, I got in late, but, you know, you were talking about uh, you, in, regards, in regards to, like, mortgage and stuff like that. But I had a question. Um, yes. Do you have any books or do you have any literature that I can read to get familiar with the terminology and stuff like that? Because, you know, like, I, I mean, I'm in the construction business and stuff like that. And this is actually the line of in regards to what I want to do. So um, right. I want to get familiar with it. Yeah, I know. I, I remember talking to you about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a book. There's, there's a book that you, everybody can get, PDF. You can start with this. It's called the um, Secret Banker's Manual. Go get that. Go read that. Okay. I'll do that and stuff. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, man, I, I mean, it's a lot of information and stuff like that, you know, but I, 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 I study a lot, you know. So eventually, you know, I'll get there. <laughs> well, um, well, you know, it's funny because um, I was raised by a very religious grandmother, and she used to always say, she read the Bible a lot. She used to always say, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved. And, you know, that, yep. that kind of always stuck with me, man, because that's, that's some real shit, right? Like, if when you study, you have shown that. That, that you have a clear understanding of the craft. Because it's a craft that you learn. Right. Yeah. Like anything else, you know? Even, the, even like, you know, like, uh, you know, trades and stuff like that, you know? Everything's a craft, you know? Everything, everything you do. So, you know, everything yeah, it, it you have to study for. People think that you got to go to law school to understand the law, man. Like, that's crazy to me that we even live in the kind of world that people, like, think like that, man. Yeah. Like like that book, uh, The Miseducation of the Negro. Man, come on. Carter G. Woodson? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. The Negro (laughs) is heavily miseducated. Yeah, bro. Yo, you want to hide something from a nigga? Put it in a book. Put it in a book, right? <laughs> you want to hide? How about right. how about this? So now let let's transform it and um and and, and bring it up today. You want to hide something from a U.S. citizen? Put it in the code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we don't read. We don't Straight read. Up. Put it in the code. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, for real. Um, it's just on the, It don't even. It's it's so past. Just black people. Like if you're if you're in this country and you and you're born or naturalized here, you got a problem. But you got that at some point yeah. you're gonna have to deal with, it. or it's gonna deal with you through a tax, through a penal system. You know what I'm saying? Through subjugation. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, dog. You've been victim of it. You know. You've been beat cases. Yeah. Facts, <laughs> facts, and, and, and I'm actually working on two cases right now, you know, which yeah, I, which I gotta exactly. hit you off on the private and stuff, yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, um, no doubt. 
My, my, my other question was. Mouth. You got a question? No, no, no. But I, I just wanted to say, uh, uh, what time is the webinar tomorrow? The webinar tomorrow is at seven thirty Eastern. Perfect. Should take us about it. Should take us about an hour. Okay. I'll send yep. out the link tomorrow. I'll close the link tomorrow for people who want to register. I'll close it tomorrow. Um, it'll be open all the way up until six o'clock tomorrow. Six o'clock Eastern. I'll close it at six o'clock Eastern. So, right. Yeah, definitely looking forward to yeah. that. No doubt, no doubt, man. It's 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 a lot of information we're gonna go over, man. I'm gonna show you how to do these briefs, man. I actually, it's funny because, um, I actually I enjoy doing briefs because, I mean, it gives you the opportunity, you know, to get out what you need to say, you know. And if you do it correctly, you know, you you you, you can have a win. <laughs> you know, depending on what kind of court you in, you might get a big win. What you going for? Right, right. <laughs> well, you know the cases I'm working see, a lot of right people now. like yeah, see see like like the nationality thing, right? We we dealing with nationality and a lot of people gotta go to appeals court. You go to appeals court for nationality, well what happens there? They gotta bring up everything that was put in on the record and then they're gonna want you to explain why they should make the decision in your favor. So now you gotta be able to explain that in writing. Either through an answer or this motion. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is they're asking you to yeah. do. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, 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 I, I just, you know, I'm trying to show people that. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely interested because, you know, like, you go in and, and, and it's unexpected one because of what they're going to do, you know? Like, you know, you think they're going to do something and they do another. You know, and I mean, I, you know, I went through one. Well, actually, I went through two cases. You know, but in terms of like, you know, following you, um, you, you, you know, your your program and Jonas program and Akeem, you know, uh, it was successful. Um, and um, thank you, bro. I, and, I, I I remember we walked you through all of the steps too. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, and, doing consultations every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Straight up, but that's yeah. that's what's up though. You got you got the remedy you was looking for. I mean, unfortunately, you ran into some other problems because you had an injunction, but you got the remedy. You were yep. Procrastinate, but you know what? Lesson learned, man. Everything, you know, it's a, it's a progress, right? You know, and uh, sometimes yep. you make mistakes, and you got to keep going forward. And I'm a fighter, so, exactly. you know. I, no doubt, bro. No doubt. Yeah. I like to yep. Yeah. Keep me posted. So, you know, I case. just want. To, I, mean, I, I definitely know. I want to hit you off. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, text you tomorrow and stuff like that. Um, you know, I had a couple of questions and stuff like that, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. And, you know, great topic, man. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm interested in real estate and stuff like that because that's what I do. I'm a I'm a contractor, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, see, see, and here's the thing about these mortgages, man. And see, you're in construction, right? So so you you get to see, you know what I'm saying, when they signing off on shit and all of that. And here's the thing, man. They're using bonds, real estate bonds, and they're using prison bonds. We didn't even get into that. 
how they use the, the, the prison bonds to fund a lot of this. CAFR accounts. Wow. Mm-hmm. Taking money out of CAFR accounts to fund real estate projects. Right. Was that Jordan Max on uh, that you have played, you know, during during the commercials? Uh, yeah, that was uh, Jordan Maxwell, right? Uh, during the commercials. Um, yeah. About earlier in the show. Or, or, or you yeah, talking about the guy that the was show. talking about mortgages? Yeah, the guy who was talking about mortgages. No, that was a that was a whole different guy. Oh, different. Oh, okay. Guy. I don't even know what it is. I I, don't, I got a, I wrote his name down. I have to. I'll I'll text yeah. him. Cause I don't remember his name offhand. Oh, but yeah, that was a whole. Yeah. That wasn't even Jordan Maxwell. I, I played him tonight, but that wasn't Jordan Maxwell. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, he, he, does, broke, he, he broke it down though pretty good though, didn't he? Oh man, I was like, what? <laughs> definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, man. That's what's up? I'll holler back. All right. Peace to God. All right. Peace. Peace to God. Let's go to uh, 646-907. What's happening? Peace of the God, Joey B. This is uh, this Ramel L, man. Yeah, what's happening? What's going on up there in New York? Nothing. Well, I ain't in New York, man. I'm in the good state of uh, Nevada. Are you in Nevada? You got this New York area code shit, nigga. I thought you were from New York. Yeah, yeah. I always keep it New York. I, 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 I'm saying I'm from Harlem, so I keep, right. it, I keep it 646 I, all the time. I know. I know. Uptown, it's all downtown, downtown, around town. You know what I mean? I yeah, around. you already know me. Listen, I, I got some quick questions for you, but I'm going to talk about this mortgage shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't yeah, never did no GSA about. bonds. I never did any of that. That omnibus is a motherfucker, and that DTC is a motherfucker. Personally, to with me, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm getting my commerce up. So what I would do is just, you know, have the funds available to buy a house out, out outright, have my trustee go ahead and, um, go ahead and, uh, you know what I'm saying, sign over there and put that over mm-hmm. to, to, to a mm-hmm. foreign trust. Boom, right. a load of your title. That's, that's what right. I would do, half a lease of his interest. Right. You see what I'm saying? But it's exactly. interesting Yo, I, I how it works. I think that's the best yeah. way to do it, like go in with cash mm-hmm. and do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like... Like ideally, you really just need to have some bread. Like if you go through the FDIC mm-hmm. and then you're trying to discharge mm-hmm. it, that's really not the path of least resistance. To me. That's not God. It's uh, it, yeah, it's 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 not. No, I've been learning from y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I only been with y'all for about a little over a year. You know what I mean? I've been studying now, since 2012. Now let me keep it real man, with I'm you. you. keep it real with you. There are many other ways. To get mm-hmm. up four hundred thousand to buy a house, other than going through the federal FDIC. Oh mm-hmm. man, I copy that. I copy. I copy. I know. I know mm-hmm. as many ways. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I got. About I got. I street, about my street, street. Yeah. None that. I'm talking about straight legit nah, ways, right? Like yeah. straight up legit ways. Yeah, it, it business. Mm-hmm. Listen, when y'all have business, it's unlimited man, credit. Let me let me tell you, you something just real quick to, to build on what you're saying. You're absolutely right. See, because business credit is different from personal credit. Personal credit has a, a cap on it, and business credit has a, is unlimited, right? So all you got to do is, is, is like Dan P, like Dan P always said, what you would do is. 
you know what I'm saying? When you get your when you get get your first loan on your business, right? You you pay yourself ten yep. percent, right? You pay the minimum That's balance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Every three three months, you got four quarters, just like a basketball game, right? You know what I'm saying? You, you no matter as long as you pay that minimum the the the, the minimum um, balance, and you do that consistently for four quarters, man, you can you can easily have a few grand. You know what I'm saying? Right. Loans they'll give you. And you just keep doing it over, on, like Dan Pena said. Pay if yourself you ten percent. You go to the right yeah, people. Yeah. You go to the right people. It can mm-hmm. be a few million. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You are you absolutely right on that one. So I I, I want to drop that knowledge, but now on to my question that I really want to ask because I'm focused on these trusts okay. and okay. everything. And I've just okay. been studying the white concise trust man. You so so it's too. It's it's because yeah, you know it's I pretty heavy. I got that manual from I got that manual from Tahaka. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm, I actually read mm-hmm. it the first night that, you know what I mean, I listened to him maybe two years ago. Now, I didn't understand what I understand now when Jonah broke it down, but it, I just, I got his shows uh, recorded, part one, part two, all the way down. And I was listening, and Jonah was That's a right. beast with, um, explaining it, you know what I'm saying, better than what I could read. Right, I only read was. it one time, you know what I'm saying? That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's it was right. a beast right, yeah. with it. So, yep, yep. So, what, what, I'm, what, I'm, what, what I'm thinking now is, I, I got to ask you a question. Now, I got a whole bunch of okay, CP575s, yeah. huh? No, go ahead. I'm What'd you say? Oh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of CP575s, right? So for my car trust, I wanted to know, all right, because I heard the brother earlier talking about the car trust, too. Um, is is When you setting up the, the partnership, right, because I did the partnership, I made an Illuminati mm-hmm. trust, right? But when mm-hmm. I was listening to mm-hmm. your webinar on the business trust, you see what I'm saying? You, was, you and I King was saying that... Um, you can go in and get uh, one for business and then do one for, uh, for banking. I did the one for banking. I That's turned right. around and tried to do one for business, and then they did, they they wouldn't give me the EIN. So could I still could I still put the car under the EIN for my banking purposes only once? Yeah, you can use that too. When I did the parking shit, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I was confused. Yeah, it was a absolutely. whole bunch of other different absolutely. trusts and everything. Absolutely. And I just like partnerships because it's, unincorpor- it's, it's unincorporated. It tells you when you click on it, it's unincorporated. So that's the only EIS yeah, exactly. I make. I don't make. I don't mess with all the other stuff. You see what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So, so I can. So, so I can. So, um, yeah. So what mm-hmm. I would do? Yeah. No, I'm with you 100. So so what I would do um, is is you can absolutely use that. Um, it's mm-hmm. not a problem, right? Um, and, and really what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to create the business first and then go back in and do the bank account part. And that's why I didn't let you do it. Oh, so with that, oh, because I'm I'm create the business first, so get the DBA on that. Because I just made the EIN like a few days ago, you know what I'm saying? But then I turned around no, and no, no, to no, your what webinar. Is, is you get the EIN. No, what I'm saying is you get the EIN for the business first and then turn around and get the EIN for banking purposes second. I did it backwards. Back all the ones, twice. Yeah, all the right. ones I did right, right. was banking, bro, because that's what Akeem showed. You, you know what I'm saying? He said you could do yeah. the, the business, but you know his one he did last year, he said banking. So I just did, did banking for everyone. You know what I'm saying? So I could just yeah, create so, a new one, yeah. do banking first, do uh, business new one, first. Do banking first and then go back yeah. in. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, it's funny because like, like we got different ways that we set our shit up, right? And mm-hmm. I, I'll give you an example, right? I had to create an LLC in the public, um, a, a holding mm-hmm. company, and I, I had to specifically mm-hmm. do that because of of what we're doing in the public, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. the holding company is not owned by me; mm-hmm. it's owned by my trust, which is in the private 
I've got a DBA. Mm-hmm. So right, I right. have right, and, and this is not this is not my foreign trust. This is a completely different trust, but this is a, a trust in the private, right? And this private trust mm-hmm. has an EIN number. It can either be nine eight or it can be domestic, whatever you choose it to be, mm-hmm. right? And then if you want to go back in and then get another number for that for banking purposes, you can. So it's like. You, mm-hmm. It's funny because you can get an EIN for the trust, and then you can get an EIN mm-hmm. for banking purposes for the trust, and then you get a mm-hmm. DBA for whatever the trust is doing business as, and then you can get an EIN for that and one for banking purposes for that too. Oh, oh, okay, that's 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 dope because I just I wanted to question that because I watched the the webinar, you know, what I'm saying a few days ago, you know, what I'm saying I was really yeah, so studying you know, on that. I'm like, man, they didn't bro. get me to the business one. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, the thing about that business webinar was I did that like almost two years ago now. So yeah, things been th- a lot of things have changed, and up, we didn't update shit. I gotta do an update to that. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it was it needs. It, it was a great webinar. It was just it was that little point was it. Hey wasn't clear until you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying until I watched that and I tried I did it right after I'm like wait a minute minute um and I understand oh. it now you got to do the business first then you could turn around and do the banking I did it the opposite way you see what I'm saying exactly. all right um, exactly. yeah mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying so I copied that I so the next thing I got okay. I um I'm going to postpone on doing my petition for nationality only and I'm going to do that next year what I'm doing right now cuz my my girl, I, 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 Jonah talked to me in the private, and then um, I had edited the contract at the hospital, right, for my baby, for my daughter, right? Um, but they told, they, when I, we ordered the birth certificate, right, they told, they, they put a, a, a stamp in, in a 45-degree angle saying that this registered because we didn't put a name because I didn't want to, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to, uh, you know what I mean, give over our name. You know what I mean? On the public uh, side, you know what I'm saying? So, so, and okay. then, then they didn't put my name on the um the birth certificate with, with special law. So I wrote up a letter, and I'm gonna send that to back to them. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm gonna send it to the attorney general because the attorney general is in charge of naturalization in the state of Arizona. Or what you my, do, my daughter. Or, or, or mm-hmm. what you do? That's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like like Jonah, they they put baby Scott on the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you go and then you you go set up a trust account. Um, you know, I already did that. Yeah, I already did that. that. Okay, good. That I already did like that. Social. So with the birth mm-hmm. certificate, you just give them your name and put baby uh, your last name, put baby in front of it. And then just keep it, keep it like that because me and Duvall we talked, and Duvall said you did what you had to do on the private side. They trying to tell you on the public side. That they ain't trying to let that conflict because I I got the original um um library because I, I I screenshotted it on my phone you know what I'm saying so I'm I was going to hit them a contract with. well you see what I'm saying the thing about it yeah and the thing about it is, is the birth certificate it doesn't have your daughter it's a, I don't know if it's on your daughter but it, it it doesn't have the child's name on so it has not named remember, they gave her the, my girl's last name oh see well. Okay, great. They, they put not name Graham. Yeah, they, they gave me the yeah, birth They just put a put a a a, a bar, at like a, something said the registrant is living. This this cert, certified birth certificate is limited 
because they don't have no name. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't do what I told them to do specifically in the contract. They went over and they overlooked all that. You know what I'm saying? Ah. And I... Okay. I did it. Everything did that Jordan told me to do. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't display that on the birth certificate. That's why I'm hitting them up. Okay. You know what I'm saying with, uh, with the okay. constitution now, and everything. Now yeah. Now I'm understanding. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah, you got to send that. Letter. Right, 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 right. So this week, I'm, since I, I said I'm going to correct because you know I got a new name, I'm gonna correct my birth certificate. I already called New York. They told me it was a go. You know what I'm saying with my order. And okay. everything they told me it was a go. They need to see the order. They can make every any changes I want. They just need to see the order. And I finessed it like I do. You know what I'm saying? Da da da. Boom boom boom. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm gonna send my shorty, my girls, my daughter's birth certificate to correct this week. I already got her the affidavit. I got me and my 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 shorty. We signing on it. I got two Jurat signatures. That's so that way I can get her involved. You know what yeah. I'm saying? As religious instructions and shit. That's right. Mhm, mhm. So I did that, yeah, and then I'm gonna do mines. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm doing mines. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. I, I'd have paid forty dollars. I called them. They told they told me that I could add an attachment as a permanent record. They said sure. Just make sure you send us the order, and and, and then they let me put more America's Aboriginal. So what I was going to do when I get the corrected one, I was gonna go ahead and authenticate the new one up. You know what I'm saying? All the way up to the, to to uh, the Council of Foreign Affairs, and then I would then I was going to take that new birth certificate, boom, hit them off on my um, nationality petition. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Authenticate it and bust their ass. That sounds pretty good well, to me. Young. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. Now, yeah, now, yeah. Now, I, I just wanted to about you. Yeah. That when you authenticate it, when you authenticate it on the federal level, that's where it goes to anyway, foreign affairs. Right, right. Yeah, all the way up. That's why, you know what I'm saying, all the way I got my birth certificate showing that I'm a more America's Aboriginal, you know what I'm saying, with my new name, you know what I'm saying, and shit like that on it. Boom, you know what I'm saying, and I feel feel confident like, like that. I and just good to go. I was going, yeah, I'm I'm good to go. That's that's why I wanted to run by you with the new name because it's it's dope, you know what I'm saying now, because you know I got a, I got a form of separation, so I, I I I'm liking that, and then I, I already got my injunction out here. That, that shit works beautifully. And then the fact that I'm Ramel L, mm-hmm. it feels real good. You know what I'm saying? So I just got that other thing no to get the nationality. And, and I'm saying I'm and I'm Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Everything's yeah. working good for me right You're now. Good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, then, then you just pick mm-hmm. up the commas, then You're in there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm focusing on right now while I'm doing my birth, the birth certificate. I said I'm going to put that on hold, focus on this commerce. You know what I mean? I already got my bank account and everything smoothly running for me and everything. Shit like that. I got my girls, my trustee. You know what I mean? So she she handles all my, my affairs. I don't touch nothing. She do, does everything for me. You know what I'm saying? I just coach her. You know what I mean? And that's how we work it. That's dope. That's dope. That's how it should mm-hmm. be. She didn't even know Absolutely. she was doing it, though. Because I, I got her a PayPal. She got a PayPal uh, card with her state, and she got a child bank card. So all I do when I get funds, it, 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 it transfers to her because I got my declaration of trust on both of my shits, of the 9-8 and the state. And, and she's a trustee all day. You know what I'm saying? And she's doing the shit. She didn't even know it. I had to pay game to her. I said, you, you've you been operating in trust as a trustee all the time. You just paid me out my funds. You pay the bills. Yeah, she you do all that. Know. I don't touch yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. She already mm-hmm. had the title. You just had to put it up on game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, yep, I'll let you get yeah, going with you, man, but uh, we're going yeah. to get cut off in a minute. 
I got one more call. All right, all right, good. Get cut off. All right, go ahead, man. Well, peace to the guys. But if any time, I'll just hit you up in the consultation on the private because I want to um, okay, show no you doubt. my documents before I send it out, send off my shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, absolutely, no doubt. We're gonna grab soon. All right, man. Peace to the guys. All right, peace to the guys. All right, four one nine nine three six. What's going down? Peace to the guys. Peace. What's going on with you? Ah, uh, man, you know. We in motion. I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just sitting back enjoying the show, just, just checking you out, listening in. Okay, I appreciate you listening. I, 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 I do have a few questions because I'm, the, the topic I, I'm dealing with it right now, but my lady and she ain't really, you know, on a, on a, on the information like that right now. I've been trying to culture, but I'm. A, I'm trying to, you know, I'm sit back, but we we in we in there right now. Mortgage right now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's, that's a big issue. Yeah, yeah. She 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 get she get on the she get it together eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yo, she will, she will. You know, the more she see you on it, the more she get on it. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But I've been, you that's know, I've been getting that remedy. That's I'm, good, you know. Yeah, I've been getting that remedy. You remember when I said that that rescission of signature? I told you about that when it worked for me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, my my court case, man. Guess what happened with that, man? What happened? I, with that? I, I, I've been I, I've been holding this testimony back, man. I've been wanting to call and get a testimony. I've been holding it back. Okay, I, I, I ended up like in. I, for, for cut us <laughs> off. I I ended up in the judge's chambers, man. The judge let me in the chamber after <laughs> after the case, man. I, I said, I said, can I speak with you in the private? And after after the case is over, right? She's like, yeah. So so he he ended up shaking my hand like, and when I I, uh, I got to talk to him, he's like, come in in the chamber, and I sit sat down and talk to him. It was it, about, it was about a different subject, but I'm like, when had that ever happened? After after some of the judge let you in the chamber, he said my case on last. I was the only one in the courtroom, and they end up yeah the case. Yeah, I rescinded my signature on on a probation. You know they put me on probation. But they ended up, I received my signature after you told me about that. So they they brought me back uh-huh. to court. But he did, that's get, he did, my yeah, he did give me, a, yeah, he, he did, he did give me a jewel though. He's like, he's like, I didn't, uh, he's like, I think what you're trying to do is, uh, I think what you're trying to do is, uh, 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 take my my plea back, right? But he's like, you didn't, you didn't uh, follow the proper steps steps in the uh, federal rules of civil, uh, criminal, I mean, civil procedure, which I knew he was talking about. But I, I did forget that part. But he still. Let me go on and, and, and let it and let me the rescission of signature work and, and everything got got dismissed. So I don't know. They, man, they had me. Man, I had to pay a uh, eight hundred fifty dollar court cost. And, uh, they he, he put it all the way down to two hundred dollars. Oh, that's what's up, bro. I would say that that's the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah I'm that's what I was saying. That's what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, but. I guess I guess the hindsight stuff don't work, man. I don't think it really works. Word is bond. Word. No doubt, yeah. bro. Well, I, 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 yeah, I appreciate sure. you, man. So I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. But y'all, I'm the one. Uh, I got. I just. Uh, I hear I came up, but you know, you're more than welcome to come. I got a. I got a little spot uh, coming up in Toledo. It's my little building. I got. I can't supposed to be coming on the night, so 
You know, whenever it's open for any one of y'all want to come through. Whenever y'all oh, want to yeah. come through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, okay. that's me. All right. That's you know, me. I, got, that's me. Yeah. I got business out there every now and then, man. So uh, okay. I, I, might, I might come out there for that seminar. We'll see what's up, though. Hey, bro, yeah, I hate yeah, to whatever, cut you off, whatever, man, whatever, but it's yeah. going to cut us off in a second. What's up? Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. For the when I come out there, if I, if I come out, I'll definitely link with you. No doubt. What's up? What's up? Yeah, peace to the guy. Okay, peace, God. Yeah, peace. All right, y'all. I hate to cut people off, man, but we at the end, and we ain't overtime at the end of overtime, so it will cut me off in a minute. Make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com if you want to register for the webinar tomorrow. We'll go over motions and briefs, appeals cases. All right, and we'll be in Dallas on the 24th. That's the 24th of this month. That's this Friday, this Saturday, excuse me. Uh, make, go to makemorecommerce.com. If we got a consultation or anything that we need to catch up on, we got some business, make sure you reach out to me so we can wrap that up. All right, I'm, um, I'm going to say happy happy Indigenous Peoples Day. That's what we're going to call it, my name. It's happy Indigenous Peoples Day coming up. Hope y'all celebrate well with y'all family, man. Stay safe. Keep studying. I'll talk to y'all Friday. I'm going to try to do a show Friday, depending on what we got going on. Peace to the gods. Keep it locked. Tune in tomorrow for Dr. Osset. She'll be on live in the morning. She should be. Peace to the gods. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network.